0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com/slash. Watch out for fireballs! Over one hundred thousand titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player.
1: <laughs> the grandeur of the universe, represented in perfect detail, here. In my observatorium Each mode of life is a spirit A soul This guy He ain't got any legs Some kind of ball man Learning to love Learning and living to learn love All within the great spirit
0: Of the life stream. He's all floating he around on it Must be some are you, Shinra are,
1: we. Hmm. Are, we are All this R-A-Y. space stuff is pretty cool It's astounding Wouldn't you say, Sid? <laughs>
0: yeah yeah, uh, space and stuff. It's great. Love every... Uh, but
1: this fragile beauty is in tremendous peril as the Shinra build more and more Mako reactors.
0: Seems oh, kind of really weird for me to be here right now. This doesn't, doesn't really
1: follow the continuity of the, of the whole. And yet Shinra continues to build reactors. You see, upon perishing, every spirit returns to the planet and joins the life stream. It's this force that makes up the very lifeblood of our planet. It's also what Shinra are using to power their Mako reactors. Huh. It's reason, probably got some kind of... Something like a gyroscope things, in it. Honorable Never honorable did figure out how them things work. Robots, tots, the lights oh, their big man. Love. Having a nick fit Super here. Singles, singles, sure... Possibly, sure yeah. buy me smokes. <laughs> Damn Piper, Rybacks, essential salts, all-natural, fresh chestlins, salt, pepper, here comes the hot stepper. Mako. Is the life stream. The life stream is our spirits. Our spirits are you, our spirits are me, our spirits are we. If I just we give him a little push when he's leaning nose over. Clean. Cosmo Canyon clean with Bubble Hagen available in the accessory shop. So you see our problem, yes? If the Shinra succeed in their plan of finding the promised land and draining the world's Mako, everything crumbles.
0: <laughs> ah, fuck it, here it goes.
1: Sid, I thank you kindly not to try and tip me over. Oh, um, uh, sorry, didn't mean to. Anyway, carrying on as if I were the life stream floating through the planet's belts. Stay hey tuned
0: for the thrilling right. continuation of like Sid listening cloud, to you again, again on the next rainy. episode of Watch sure, Out for I'm Fireballs.
2: Earth, God. that...
1: My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you are listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a retro video games podcast.
0: And for this episode, we are talking about the first part of Final Fantasy VII, which is a Japanese role-playing game developed by Squaresoft and published by Sony for the PlayStation 1 in 1997.
1: And this is probably one of, if not the most popular role-playing game of all time. Um, This adapts classic Final Fantasy gameplay to 3D. Um, Play is split between, and not 3D, like Oculus Rift 3D, but like 3D, like just, you know, uh, 3D environments. Um, Your play is kind of split between exploration scenes and towns and dungeons and uh, the world map, and then also uh, classic JRPG battles. Yeah. And like a thousand (laughs) mini-games. Yes, just... like the, The gameplay palette is as wide as I've seen in any game.
0: Yes. (laughs) <laughs> Inexplicably so. Um, no. Especially on a replay, too. Um, yeah. Just a bunch of the stuff that I just didn't remember. We'll get to this. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Notable additions to the game are the Materia system, uh, which lets you give specific spells and abilities to characters, um, along with mm-hmm. the Limit Break system, which lets you do ultra-special
1: attacks after taking enough damage. hmm Yeah. Similar, a little bit similar to uh, Magicite from Final Fantasy VI. Right. But uh, a little, also a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, the game is very cinematic, and you know this is this was a thread through their marketing through through everything. You know this game is, is the cinematic RPG it has a huge story. It spans three whole discs, not quite whole discs, oh, two discs yeah. and like a, a fourth of a disc. And uh, <laughs> the script is really poorly translated. It was done in-house,
0: right? And this was actually the impetus for Square to uh, to form a translation department internally, yeah, like an actual translation
1: department, right, as opposed to just like grabbing. Like anybody who's around here. Who, What's
0: his name? Who, Woolsey? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Woolsey, who's who they did uh, number six. Yeah. And uh, they were unsatisfied with Woolsey's translation because uh, even though it was well regarded, it made some changes. Right. So they wanted to kind of preserve their, their vision. Mm-hmm. So they grabbed like the first guy who they ran to who spoke English and had seen Dolomite. <laughs> and then was <just> like, okay, <laughs> like, like you you translate this. How do you think this guy would talk?
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, you mentioned the marketing. I don't have this in the notes. But the marketing is a huge part of the Final Fantasy VII story.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like the kind of meta story of how this came about. And probably a big reason, like, you know, in the the spoiler warning, both me and Cole think this game is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but a big reason why it is quite as loved as it is and had the kind of penetration probably has to do with this unprecedented marketing push.
0: Right. The development of the game was actually really troubled, uh, since Square ran into problems with Nintendo, who decided to stick with cartridges for their next generation of consoles, uh, the N64. Uh, this would have severely limited the scope of the game, the aforementioned three discs. So Square uh, hop ship to Sony, and kind of as a side effect of this, uh, they were free to make the game a little bit more adult-themed than it otherwise would have been.
1: Can you imagine if the you know, what we could have had with a Quest sixty four style Final <laughs> Fantasy <VII>? seven? <laughs> or I, I just imagined a game coming on three cartridges, like in a big VHS <laughs> style plastic box with like nested cartridges inside it.
0: Oh, like they use, like how they used to sell audiobooks like in these yeah, gigantic. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, Somebody my,
1: Photoshop that. It's a funny idea. My grandma's Bible on tape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so when, when, you know, so the part of that troubled development is there are a lot of changes and, uh, the game was originally intended to be kind of an urban investigation mystery game with a guy named Joe detective, um, <laughs> this guy in uh, New York city in 1999 or less. Mm-hmm. Um, so that idea got shelved because they wanted this game to be a little bit more epic and ambitious and what, uh, those concepts ultimately found their way to Parasite Eve, which yes. we've also done for the show.
0: Yes. A little bit earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And a little bit of that actually still is around, you know, based on you know Midgar. There's a lot of mm-hmm. like, you know, it's far more urban uh, than other Final Fantasies. Is. And, you know, I've yeah. kind of musical
1: been, cues too. I think, yeah, like you listen to, like the Turks theme or something like that, and I, I can imagine that being Joe Detect- Detectives theme.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's got got, got a nice little noir feel. Mm-hmm. Um, Final Fantasy VII has actually spawned this cottage industry of spin-offs known collectively as the compilation of Final Fantasy VII. Um, it has a direct prequel in Crisis Core for the PSP and a direct sequel in the uh, movie Advent Children. Um, a perpetual rumor kind of exists that Square is remaking Final Fantasy VII for whatever console is modern at the time. However, the game's director has actually just outright said that they would only ever do this if they could get the original team back together, which right. uh, would never happen.
1: Yeah, which, w- which would never happen. And just for the record, um, 90% of compilation of Final Fantasy VII is god-awful. Yeah. yeah, Like, it's so terrible. Like, Crisis Core is really good. I've talked about it on the show before. Really a Crisis Core. Advent Children is good if you like the cutscenes from a video game right. and just want to watch anime people fight and fly at each other for a little while. And then the rest of it is all trash. Yes, trash, 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 like
0: super <laughs> shitty trash.
1: <laughs> yeah, like like um, we the,
0: this, this there's this weird tone to SquareSoft like modern story kind of things where they just put these priorities on different things, and a lot of it has to do with like the naming, I think like there's a novella series called On the Way to a Smile which sounds like <laughs> which it's it, it sounds like a uh, like like, if it Mil- like a
1: euphemism for lady orgasms in the 20s <laughs> yeah. like <No>. it, like <laughs> what was
0: Millhouse Millhouse's dad uh the the the, the demo can you, that he can did you lend me a smile or no no could I borrow a feeling
1: Yeah can I borrow a feeling, you know, borrow a feeling?
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah it feels yeah. like that like if that demo got picked
1: up and turned into an actual album or like Smiley Smile that song from Rusted Development oh that yeah. uh, Oscar did <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um oh yeah yeah it's 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 real weird, mm-hmm. like none I mean none of it's good like i mean there's there's a lot of kind of stuff going on right now in the game journosphere about whether square is kind of dead, like square yeah. has lost its way, um you know, and there there is a market difference mm-hmm. in like the quality of stuff they're putting out now, yeah. so I don't want to say it's dead, but man, eh, like this is definitely kind of like. The glory days of this, because mm-hmm. and, you know, it, we we decided to do Final Fantasy VII partly because it's so controversial and everything like that. But I would have been happy doing eight or nine. Like yeah. I think the thirty-two three, bit Final Fantasies are all great
2: mm-hmm.
1: and play up, you know, hold up relatively well even on replay. Like I picked them up and, and had fun with them. Right, you know, relatively recent. So. Yep.
0: So as Gary said, we're both real big fans of this. So if you're coming here looking for Hayden, you're probably not going to find it.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, but we'll did.
0: address those points. I mean, we recognize that there are shortcomings.
1: Yeah. Like I'm, I'm a bitter man. Like there, there are things <laughs> that frustrate me even on this playthrough, but I'm still mm-hmm. surprised that I'm having, you know, that I'm spending this much time. Cause this is the longest game we've done. These will probably be the longest episodes we've had. And I'm surprised that I'm not losing patience. and I'm still interested in what happens next. And yep. a lot of that's very intentional. Like looking at it now, with an adult attention span in mind, mm-hmm. um, that's one of the most kind of delightful things I'm noticing is that the game is, uh, is very much kind of tailored for a short attention span. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of throwing new things at you with, with really high frequency Yeah, you know, to kind of keep you engaged.
0: And new experiences so. are things that we really value. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, like I started playing this like early to get a jump on it just because I knew it was going to be as long as it was. I ended up beating it like two weeks in advance just because yeah. I couldn't put it down.
1: Yeah, and I would have done the same. I started starting. I started playing it really early too, but I ended up moving and, and wasn't able to do that. But I really wanted to. You know, my time with it has been very yeah. pleasurable. So.
0: Mm-hmm. So because this game is so long um, and just how difficult it is to plan against that and in the interest of not having a five-hour episode or two, you know, seven-hour episodes or something like that, Mm -hmm. um, we're going to do this in a different way. So this is going to be our first three-part episode. Um, We initially uh, said that it was going to be a two-part with the uh, um, first disc making up the whole first episode. However, the first disc is disproportionately long compared to kind of like the rest of the content.
1: Right, right. And we don't want to have to rush over anything. Um, so you're still, nothing's going to change for the listener. You're still just going to get, you know, we get content every week anyway because we do episode, extra episode, episode, extra episode. Essentially, we're doing three episodes in a row and then one extra episode that covers all of your feedback on Final Fantasy VII and three weeks worth of, like, probably breaking bad spoilers given that we're recording <laughs> the, the first episode on the first day of the new season. True. So. So,
0: so it's going to be a little bit convoluted. But uh, should we give the uh, should we give the uh, starting and stopping points for all of them? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So, so first uh, first episode is going to be the beginning of the game um, up through up uh, through the golden saucer, and uh, up we're we're completing Barrett's backstory, right? Essentially, right. so through the coral prison,
0: right? And then we're going to pick up after that for the second episode, which is going to be Gongaga. Um, that destroyed town right outside Gold Saucer um, or one of the destroyed towns outside of Gold Saucer <laughs> um, up through kind of the, uh, uh, you know, the, the second climax of the plot, which is the North Crater. Um, right. So after you get up there.
1: Yep. And then uh, it's from there. The, the third section is up till through the end. Right. Um, and then we'll cover side quests and Chocobo breeding and stuff in that last episode. Yeah. Pick so. Pick up uh, the
0: miscellany. miscellany. Yeah.
1: So hopefully it just will result in a better paced experience. And it was kind of our poor planning that you know let us to come with this idea late uh, i don't think it'll have any effect on you guys but uh, if it does we apologize yep. nah.
0: but this means you have more time to pen your responses so we're going to say this right now um if you have any thoughts on final fantasy 7 either go to the facebook page and let us know um or go to TV slash contact um pick watch out for fireballs from the drop down menu and uh send us your responses we already have a bunch of like really
1: thoughtful responses so far so we're and, looking for some not thoughtful ones yeah yeah give us some real garbage
0: um no we're looking for some some more along those lines yeah
1: Yeah. um yeah so uh let's get on with it uh let's talk about the plot of this first disc
0: um an exhaustive examination of the plot doesn't really have a place here uh just because it depends so much on kind of misinformation and twists uh so you know we'll just kind of like leave it at the setup and then let things kind of resolve of their own momentum does that make Mm -hmm. sense yeah yeah so uh the shinra corporation runs the world uh, they fought a bunch of wars um, in order to kind of establish this monopoly on all aspects of modern life. They generate all of the world's electricity with these Mako reactors, which use uh, the life energy of the planet uh, to power the Shinra Empire. They create all the electricity. Shinra also runs the most powerful army, headed by members of Soldier.
1: hmm Yep. And uh, you start out as Cloud Strife, a... Uh uh, ex-soldier who is now working as a mercenary with avalanche which is a terrorist organization that believes that shinra is killing the planet how daring is that
0: yeah. <laughs> like it's so <laughs> weird you you're a terrorist and they address it later but like 50 hours later
1: yeah <laughs> i wonder like i i would be really surprised if some of the things in this game would have happened if the game had been made after 9-11 which like, no, place yo, in like, what year uh 2001 okay I, I just I was you couldn't hear it, but I was looking at my hand. I have it right there. <laughs> the the um, the uh, but yeah. So like it, there is a lot of kind of weird, you know, terrorism things mm-hmm. going on. In this you in the like do, so I got a little bit confused, and this this happens a couple times because I you know I, I swear I'm paying attention, but <laughs> the story is very circuitous. I thought avalanche believes that they're sucking the life energy out of the planet. Is that just common knowledge? Like does the it's, man on the street know that's what's happening? I don't
0: think that they know. I think that like since Avalanche was formed in Cosmo Canyon, they have like insight into that's like what, what the live to. stream is. But like this okay. is just shorthand to say like to, like to give a reason
1: why. Okay, like, no, why that, doing, that's yeah. fine. I just I couldn't remember if I had misremembered something because it it would change the flavor a lot if just it was kind of known. <laughs> at, yeah, it's kind of like that, like I'm going to run my blender an extra couple minutes and yeah. it's going to kill like,
0: a bunch of ghosts. Yes, um, yeah. Um. <laughs> my blender's powered by ghosts.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come to Junon. Our blenders are powered by ghosts. So,
0: uh. Oh man! So Avalanche believes this. Things quickly get out of hand after a couple of uh, attacks and attempted attacks as Shinra starts to strike back at Avalanche. But coincidence of coincidences, um, everything mm-hmm. really falls off the rails when a legendary soldier named Sephiroth, who is believed to have died five years ago, um, shows up and like starts slaughtering his way through the executive ranks. Mm-hmm. Um, this gets even like weirder when you realize, oh, Cloud and Sephiroth uh, have a
1: past. Um, yeah, yeah, and, th- and there's some more stuff that happens in disc one, mm-hmm. but this is this is a good place to set up because we're gonna, since it's a you know an RPG, we're going to be talking about the plot, yeah, a lot yeah. as we go. Mm-hmm. you start the game you get this real infamous uh intro sequence Mm -hmm. the game and part of that's part of the reason why there were the rumors of the remake because they did remake this
0: they did in real time so like all this stuff that was cutting edge pre-rendered you know etc etc they did it in real time using like advent children um like models things like Mm -hmm. that and they did it like shot for shot on playstation 3 which really really stoked those fires
1: yeah Mm. and and, then a little little bit of a tease there. Um the uh but this is this is great. I love looking. it so like, much. Like the music, this is a really nice nice little bit and yeah. just instant instant nostalgia. Just like like we'll we'll do we haven't <laughs> done it for a little while, but we'll at the end of this we'll do some like personal memories. Yes. Kind of section because that's because I have really strong personal memories about this game. Me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: oh my god. But, Sorry, I'm about ready to lose my shit here. So be ready to hear a ton of music throughout both of these episodes because it, yeah. yeah. Like, it opens up with this nice little, like, overture of these themes as you're kind of going through this weird mishmash of urban and cosmic imagery, you know?
1: Well, it is on purpose. Like, you know yeah. you're playing a Final Fantasy game, and it starts off with just a person, and the music is organic, mm-hmm. you know? Is, is, and then when it uh, pans back to show the city, and you hear a train, or you hear, like, a car go by... Yeah. Like right away, you start hearing sounds of the city. Like it's very mm-hmm. intentional. Yeah. For a series that, um, up until the last entry, you know, had its feet firmly planted in traditional fantasy tropes.
0: Yeah, or like even, some kind of weird, like cogpunk kind of stuff with the with yeah. the airships, you know?
1: Yeah. even yeah, even Final Fantasy VI. You know, as much as there's technology in that, it's yeah. not an urban game. Right. You like know, it's a, yeah.
0: if if this started in Vector, like if, if six started in a Vector, it probably would have been this, but right. that wasn't the case. Right.
1: Right, right. Yeah, because um, because
0: the world isn't like like it's uh, it's only marginally more industrialized in seven than it was in six,
1: you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, kind of, yeah, kind of. I mean, kind of depending. There's definitely a lot of signs of technology that they don't have right. in yeah. six, like space travel and. True. You know, kind of like uh, you know, the genetic engineering isn't flavored with magic, hmm. the way it is in uh, in six. Right. So like all the, you know, the it, there's science is the the order of the day. Yeah. Like science is the villain here mm-hmm. as opposed to 6 when it was kind of more like we were like progress or technology but not so much like science. Right, right. You know if, 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 if the if the difference there makes sense. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, it definitely does. And like it, like it sets that tone right away, showing the, you know, just again that that that, that mismatch with those awesome quick cuts of the train wheels per- providing yeah. that per- that percussion.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Very cool
0: looking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that 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 crane shot, like going from the cinematic into like like seamlessly into what is, becomes the play field. It's like, holy shit.
1: Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very intentional. Yeah. Like supposed to, you know, drop your jaw mm-hmm. right in the beginning. Like they're going for shock and awe mm-hmm. with this game. And, you know, even though some of it, it still looks good today. And that's something we'll talk about. And something that will probably crop up a couple times during these two episodes is, um, Cole and I both kind of refuting some popular opinions of this game because, you know, I, I know I've read a lot of kind of trash talking of it. And one of the things that talks, you know, people complain about is how the game looks, mm-hmm. uh, mostly based on the character models. But the people who say that are being really myopic because the game is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, whenever you're in a cut scene, if you're not showing a person or in any individual scene, the amount of detail in the backgrounds, Everything like the game is gorgeous, like gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Like the the actual two D backgrounds are some of the best looking. Yeah, you know.
0: And, and, and I think that like a lot of people who are complaining, like, are attempting to say this, which is like it's inconsistent. Like characters are represented in like four or five levels of fidelity. Um, mm-hmm. From like the super deformed all the way up to you know as realistic as you could probably get using that modeling at the time, right mm-hmm. and um, it switches back and forth them uh, back and forth between them in like this really arbitrary fashion um, it 's generally always really well art directed but uh um, most of the time you 're looking at character models that are that look like they 're super deformed and made up of Doritos
1: yeah, um, yeah, it is a bunch of doritos fighting however yeah. the the different kind of character models like Games in the past would often have that as well. Yeah, yeah. There's always been a battle in an Orland sprite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this just adds like I think two more. Mm-hmm. Like a CG one and then a uh, you know, kind of a cutscene one. Well, I guess it also has to do with like whether the things so cuz there's a couple scenes later where they have like a CG background and and you know, polygonal foreground characters, mm-hmm. which those are a little bit jarring. Right. Like I'll give it that.
0: Yeah. I, but but I mean the the accusation that they are growing pains here um, as they get used to, you know, doing things like this. I think that those are founded. I just don't think that it's a deal breaker. And to be yeah. fair, a lot of the people, who, like a couple of the people who responded, like make note of that, like how ugly some of the stuff is. So like, I can understand where some people are coming from with that. It
1: just, yeah, you know. Well, so some of the stuff is very ugly. Mm-hmm. On the whole, it looks really good. Yes. You know, like a lot of things look really good, I guess, is more my point. Yes.
0: I'm just being the devil's attorney.
1: No, that's fine. Yes. Uh Yeah. So and, and so speaking of those kind of, uh, you know, that science as the villain and, um, you know, technology, uh, uh, urban kind of setting, like the very first thing you're doing is you're going to a mega reactor. We're introduced to Cloud. He jumps off a train like he's kind of clandestinely moving through the city mm-hmm. to uh, and you're introduced to the main character, like one of the most popular, you know, well-known characters in video game history.
0: Yeah. And his characterization is much more um, kind of like fleshed out in this game than he ultimately ends up being he kind of ends up uh you know being cast as this sullen kind of kind of dude but he facilitates back and forth between kind of being this real goofy guy and also you know doesn't really care much about anything Mm -hmm. and like the the angst comes a little bit later and it's justified but um that's something that i am always surprised at when i come back to it is like just how how much Better he is portrayed, you know, at, you know in, uh, yeah. in his original incarnation than he uh, is later on, um, whenever he's it, referenced. You know,
1: it, it's also a, a criticism of the game is that he's just kind of a solid jerk. But he's not really like he's a, <laughs> yeah. he's, a he's a goofball. Like he's not necessarily on board with Avalanche. Is what I took it as. Like, yeah, it comes off like when you say like he doesn't care about anything. Like, it's always people from Avalanche going like, "Don't you care about the planet, Cloud?" <laughs> I'll, you know, whoever. Like, that's Tifa, and then and, and, and he'll that's just Tifa. be, <laughs> like, and he's like, you know, not really. Like a paycheck's a paycheck. Like yeah. he's not, you know, uh, uncaring about everything.
0: Yeah, I suppose that's true.
1: So, and then, I, and I also, people might just be confusing him with Squall, because <laughs> <Yeah>. because <laughs> Squall is kind of a, a moody jerk. Yes, true. So. But in um, like two years, when we do Final Fantasy 8, yeah, you know, I'll come back and be like, "Squall is not a moody jerk. <laughs> like, he's like everyone's wrong." <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but, but Squall's story is about how he grows out of that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <sighs> man, man, these I'm are kind of these... grows into it, like Cloud? Uh, yeah, you know, like his yeah, he... his, his, his character, like movement is really interesting it is yeah and
0: we'll talk about the overarching themes but i think that there are so many interesting small details about identity and failure throughout like out this story and yeah ah, so fucking good sorry
1: yeah no it's
0: it's (laughs) all good i'm tripping over myself to ejaculate over these details when we should probably (laughs) (laughs) should probably get
1: rolling Uh, we'll pick up the pace i swear
0: yeah (laughs) but uh but yeah you're 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 part of this attack squad uh you know part of avalanche and you're uh you know fighting these military police that are uh, stationed around this Mako reactor um, and it's you know very clearly intention that the person who's leading the group is Barrett he's a true believer you have some not really misgivings but just kind of you're doing it for the paycheck everybody else is kind of these well meaning Star Wars references um, and <laughs> <laughs> you know it's really just you're doing a job right
1: It's set up as a big deal that someone who used to be in Soldier is helping out because Soldier works for Shinra. Mm-hmm. Shinra own, owns the reactors, um, so there's there's a little bit of like a mistrust. Uh, but you're the main character, so yeah. like you know that you can trust you,
2: um,
1: <laughs> or can you? The uh, as <laughs> as you, as you uh, kind of move through and you you get through the the reactor, you know you're kind of like setting up codes and and going through rooms. There's not too much to it. No, it's a um, tutorial dungeon. Yep, yep. And you fight the classic Final Fantasy, you know, uh, don't attack while the tail is up. Right. However... <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't, don't, don't attack when the tail break pause 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 is up it will something yeah very very yeah. poorly
1: uh translated. yeah the translation doesn't quite work it's also you start getting um little hints of something that doesn't pay off for a really long time <laughs> in that you start hearing voices in your head like you right. kind of have like, a vision mm-hmm. saying so this, it's
0: more than just a reactor but this one is a reactor are they alluding to, reactor. are they alluding to the ghost
1: power i think so <laughs> yeah I think I think they're alluding to the fact that uh, Shener is burning up ghosts. Right. The um. But yeah, the the payoff for that's so late, like yeah. so much later. It's kind of amazing. I I I forgot that this was a thing until I read it in the notes. I was like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And it's one of those things where, like, as you're, so there are these pertinent details that show up. Um, very very early on and by the time they pay off you forgot that they were there so you only gain the benefit from them when you go back through and look at it you know with both hindsight and foresight
1: right right
0: yeah it's kind of like uh, I guess uh, just for people on the bingo card um, you know in Dark Souls when they mention all those people and then you forgot about them until you're fighting them Right, right? right right yeah so that, that that's something that just kind of pops up and I will always comment on whenever these yeah. big reveals um, happen mm-hmm. here. But uh, the, the thing that's funny about this boss fight is uh, this is where you first get, like, you're, where you're likely to get your first limit
1: breaks. Right, right. And limit breaks, there's a little bit of uh, precedent in Final Fantasy VI. You'd have desperation attacks. They were so rare. Super rare. Like, you'll see one of them the whole time you play. Someone took the idea and was like, oh, we should have done more with that. I still think they didn't do you know enough with it right like I really like an eight when you can start manipulating the speed at which you receive them Mm -hmm. you know like things like that there are items and and spells and stuff that allow you to kind of meta manipulate the mechanics
0: well you have um uh, hypers which is basically just crank that you can give yourself and you exchange a faster limit bar for um uh, what am I thinking of here? Just like a, a reduced like, oh, chance to hit. Yeah, yeah, the hit.
1: Yeah, I guess I guess that's true. Yeah. It's just there's not. It's not as quite as robust. Right. Um, it's also kind of poorly explained, like the the logic from which you get new limits. Um, I would right. have liked to have had like more lov- more limits per level. Yeah. You know, like there's a lot I would have liked to have done with this. It's still pretty neat, but I don't mm-hmm. think they ever quite, uh, you know finish this idea.
0: Yeah. Your, limit, your, your, your limit breaks, because they're unique to each character, kind of end up being a part of the criteria for choosing your party. Mm-hmm. Um, just because with the materia, um, you're able to make them into whatever you want. So they end up being this, you know, important point of distinction between
1: them. Right, right. And it's it's the it's the biggest difference between a materia and a magicite. Right. Because magicite affects the character. So you choose a character and it becomes that. They made this mm-hmm. more modular and part of that may, makes it... Um, you know, what that signaled to me at least was that uh they're going to take and con- you know, force you into certain party configurations. Right. And they don't want you to hate yourself when it happens. <laughs> right. So like the fact that I'm not you know, if I have to start playing with the characters ten levels lower, I can at least give them some good abilities. Mm-hmm. You know, which happens, like they'll they will do that, but it kind of ameliorates that that yeah. impact.
0: It's not as bad as like that sequence in Final Fantasy IX where you're forced to play with Quina, like in Disc Three or whatever. Yeah, and it's like, yep. I've never used her, so or it, yeah, or she, yeah she has nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So the, that's really frustrating. So yeah. the, the, it's kind of it's kind of better. Yeah, um, limits are. I also the other thing I wanted from limits is to have less of them just be gigantic attacks. Mm-hmm. Like, it would have been cool if there were more utility limits. There are a couple yeah. of characters that have more utility stuff.
0: Red 13 is really useful for that uh, mm-hmm. because his like I, I generally keep him, I think, at a lo- limit level 2 because he has that one that does the buff up. at least until Yeah, haste you get and to, defense up. Yeah, at least until you get big guard. Um,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. I would have mm-hmm. liked everybody to have, like, maybe two attacks and then one utility. Right. That would have been pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, and the way you get them, you know, the way you get new ones is by using them. The way that you get new levels is by killing people. Right. I think. Um, Yeah. And that's just kind of how it is. There's four levels, two things at each level. So it's not a huge part of the game, but it is there.
0: Yeah. So you defeat this uh, scorpion monster uh, with his tail laser that you will trigger if you're following the directions the game gives you. Um, (laughs) And uh, you place the bomb and escape. Uh, The whole north half of the city lights up as you kill thousands in your crusade to, uh,
1: you know, to save the planet. (laughs) Maybe if uh, if the game had voice acting, the translation for the scorpion tail thing would be like, attack with his tails up. And, uh, you know, like, like, <laughs> yeah. if you do if you do that, dot, 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 well, you why? know, wink.
0: Why? Is, <laughs> why is Bob Dylan doing the,
1: doing the tutorial? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah. But yeah. It's, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. So you uh, the, the city kind of lights up from you blowing this up. Hopefully, you know, <laughs> not too many innocent people died. I would like to think that avalanche wouldn't have done that, but you know what? Like, well, terrorist is just another word for freedom fighter. True. So,
0: and vice versa. Believe in something
1: and <laughs> yep, break a few eggs. Yeah,
0: yeah. But uh, you're you're escaping through the city and you get you kind of get to see what life is like on the streets of uh, um uh, of Midgar. Uh, you're kind of like running through the theater district. There's this play, Loveless, that pops up throughout the entire compilation, which I don't quite understand. It's um, a
1: thing in uh, Crisis Core. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and then you find a flower girl who uh, attempts to give you a flower. I chose the wrong thing and like told her to scram.
1: <laughs> Sometimes the game does that. Like your options are not clear. Right. Which one, which, what means what. You get some like Alvina style, you know, is it not true that you would not, <laughs> you know. Um, you get some stuff like that every once in a while. Yeah. In there. and the uh, But yeah, I, I think I, I took the flower from her. Yeah. Um
0: yeah. And uh then guards come after you because half of or one eighth of their city just blew up. And yeah. you escape by jumping onto a train.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh you get a little bit of um you know, uh character time to hang out with these members of Avalanche.
0: Yeah, set to some I, of the best music in the game, the depressing Midgar music, which yeah, I will put in the, now.
1: Yeah. The uh I like how, um, the game, you start off with this kind of core group of people from Avalanche mm-hmm. and so few of them actually make it out of this first area, you know, but you could be forgiven. Like they do a, a lot to characterize these guys, mm-hmm. you know, which I, I really like. You kind of flirt with, um, what's her head? Jessie.
0: Yeah. Jessie's, Jessie's throwing King. herself at you. She's very yeah. obviously
1: crushing. Yeah. Because you're a super hot super soldier. Yeah. You know, and the, the other guys, you know, they have like, they, they do a, a, a decent amount to kind of flesh these guys out. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah you know Biggs is kind of this uh generic soldier dude not soldier but just kind of like yep i'm here i'm a guy and then i think wedge is the is is the big guy who's a who's a goof yeah he's a bit you know? yeah
1: a bit more the more derpy
0: yep but yeah they they they're, they're a good they're a good little group they don't come across as bloodthirsty murderers um you know mm-hmm. so it goes it goes a, it goes a fair way to humanize them um, but yeah, it's, it, it's pretty cool. There's also some, uh, background about Midgar here as you're looking at the, at the map of the city, uh, this little wireframe thing where they revealed that like, this used to be like a bunch of different villages. And then when Midgar came in, uh, or, you know, when Shinra came in, um, they built, you know, all the sectors around them and like, it's been so long that nobody even remembers the names of yeah. these little towns. So yeah. it's kind of this nice little example of, uh, you know, the dehumanizing nature of, uh, of, of civilization.
1: Yeah. Very cool. Yeah.
0: Um, also, uh, an awesome line from Barrett describing kind of this plate that literally, you know, separates the uh, underclass from the overclass. Mm. It's because of that fucking pizza that everyone underneath is mm. suffering. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. uh, Which, uh, like, uh, that- it's a weird line, and you know, they, they call it a pizza, but, like it's it, it's this bit in the translation that lets a little bit of characterization come through, but only in the most extreme instances, right? Yeah,
1: I'm kind of on accident. <clears throat> yeah. In that way, like, it's it's probably not... I mean, that also makes me wish this game was voice-acted, so you could make YouTubes and stuff <laughs> about pizza. And have Barrett pop in and say... <laughs> Because that fucking pizza that everyone underneath is suffering. You're yeah, talking about Dominoes. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah exactly. Yeah, too long we have labored Caesars. under the
0: t- too long we have labored under the tyranny of Caesar. By which I yeah. mean little Caesar with
1: his. Tyr- of that fucking pizza that everybody underneath is suffering. Yeah. Also swearing. Holy shit! Swearing in an yeah. RPG
0: like my ten-year-old yeah. self was like, oh, he said shit. Yeah, he's, he's black, so he says shit. Um,
1: <laughs> but, <laughs> does but anyone else guy. swear in the game? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Sid. Oh, Sid. you know, oh, he yeah, smoked, Sid, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, he yeah smokes yeah, like forgot. a chimney and swears like a sailor.
1: Yeah, I forgot that Sid swears all the time. So there's yeah. two people who swear in the world, a black guy and a white guy, and together they will cease racial yeah. suffering. <laughs> the blackest guy in the game and the whitest guy in the game. Well, I Everything guess Hojo would be the fucking whitest. Fucking ivory. <laughs> fucking together in shit harmony. Um, yeah. <laughs>
0: But there's this weird selective uh, selective censorship, too. Um,
1: yeah. Apparently- I, I, I insert the worst possible... If you ever oh, give yeah. me that string of cartoon, like, you know, shift number key yeah. things, yeah. I'm gonna just going to insert cunt, and like I'm going to put the worst swear words there. Yeah. It's because of that cunt pizza that everyone <laughs> underneath is suffering. Oh, no. Ugh. Pizza panties. Back new to- from the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, man. What a...
0: What if Shinra was like the the gigantic conglomeration between behind pitch industries? There's, be there's a plot point for you.
1: Yeah, we, we, that's the twist. That's the <laughs> just like
0: doing as much as you can to weave it into as many continuities as possible.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, I'm not. I'm not here to give notes though. Okay, well, thank you. So, um, so, so you get back to Sector Seven slums, which kind of functions as your home base for this first section of the game. Yeah. Um, it's where, where everybody lives. It's where the bar is and everything. Um, I love this scene when you first go into the bar. And like it's just a regular bar that you run when you're not a terrorist, but like Barry just starts shooting into the sky. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I oh, and think he has a he has a gun for an arm. Yeah, right we we there. forgot
0: to mention that. Yeah, and that that comes as a, comes up as a plot point later. Mm. But I think that like I, I just hope that he has like blanks in it for when he just wants to intimidate people.
1: <laughs> no, I like to think <laughs> he's just that kind of hothead. Yeah, <laughs> just like, like he will he will unleash I'm machine gun insane. fire in his <laughs> own bar. <laughs> yeah, take that upstairs neighbors i guess he's just shooting at the shinra he's shooting at the pizza yeah
2: so suppose but i like imagine i
1: imagine like when he's all is off hours he just goes outside just points upwards and just shoots <laughs> yeah
0: just, <laughs> go, go, what's that it's, it's, it's like that modest mouse song, cowboy dan
1: yeah <laughs> he goes out fires his rifle in the sky oh man
0: wow yeah that actually has a lot of the city didn't he didn't go to the city the city came to him oh layers <laughs> upon layers gary <laughs> Referencing yeah, a, a modest a, mouse a, song that nobody do a knows. Textual analysis. <laughs> um. Yeah, but I know I like, I like to picture him firing it in the bar, and then Marlene just going around with toothpaste filling in the hole so that it don't, so he doesn't <laughs> lose the security deposit. <laughs> That's
1: my dad. Um. <laughs> <laughs> kind of my dad. Yeah, it's my dadish. <laughs>
0: uh. Oh man! But uh, this is where you meet Tifa.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Tifa, we're gonna we're gonna say the name's weird.
1: Um. I, I say Tifa. Okay, that's what I say. Um, she has ridiculous, gigantic breasts that yeah. I wish she didn't have.
0: Yeah, she. It, it kind of becomes the only thing that's
1: remarkable about her. Yeah, and
0: she's like she's an interesting character in so far as she reflects on Cloud.
1: Yeah, she's she's very functionary though. Yeah, like she is very much there to give Cloud a childhood friend for things that come up later. Yeah and that's that's unfortunate but that's mm-hmm. that's kind of the case
0: yeah I, like and it's one of those weird instances of like things becoming less ridiculous over time but i think her proportions and her garb get more conservative as like the compilation goes on mm-hmm. it never gets to be realistic but then again it's a you know japanese rpg so right. you know you right, right, right. you know it's a battle of inches
1: i've always liked her uh, her limit breaks so i've always been disappointed by how boring i find is kind of having her around, so I never end up using her. But like, if you're good, you can make that limit break do really good work for you.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, and it's
1: interactive, so I like that.
0: True, true, yeah, yeah. But uh, um, you kind of have this little flashback, so it comes out that uh, you know, Cloud and Tifa have recently kind of reunited. Um, after Cloud came to Midgar, they uh grew up together in a town called Nibelheim, yeah, um, which is way across the world. And uh, you know, Tifa just kind of like they're reminiscing um, back to you know, before Cloud left, um, you know, to join Soldier. Essentially,
1: Uh-oh. join the army. Yeah, go off and join the army. It's a it's a very typical like, you know, I'm I'm leaving for the military. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. last night kind of thing. She's also this is where a lot of Cloud's moodiness comes in because she's trying to get him to care, right? You know right. about about uh, Avalanche. She won't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually, you go down. You go to like the world's like least popular pinball machine. Like, let's hope no one ever uses this pinball <laughs> machine. <laughs> and then oh, that's... It's like the machine. it's like the cooler in the quickie mart with the non alcoholic beer. Yeah, exactly. Like just it's 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 I can't think of a bad pinball machine mm. right now. I wish I if I was one of those guys. The Adams family. Could, huh? Is that bad? I thought it was know. largely considered to be good. Um no, I, don't I could know. think I just, of a pinball machine, but <laughs> pinball, like it's it's a weird thing. I watched that documentary. Yeah, I don't um, understand it. I don't get it. I'm sorry I interrupted I you. I, no, it's okay, I have no I don't get it either. Like um Yeah. But the uh and then you go down into the kinda of the basement, you watch the news report on what you what you've done. And they're just like, you know and the news isn't wrong. Nope. Like Paris from Avalanche have blown up this huge <laughs> the city. <laughs> like, yes, yes, we have.
0: Yeah. And it hammers at home. Like they, they they talk a little bit. There there is a little bit of spin to it, like in that it is, you know, Shinra sponsored news, the logos on the lower right. So but they but you're right, they're 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 not wrong. They um, say what happens though. Yes.
1: They they, they do. Know, like they don't say like the reason you're doing it.
0: Right. But yeah. You know. Yeah, but it, uh, you know, kind of comes to light uh, that, you know, Cloud's headed out of town. This was just to get, you know, to get enough money to to go away. Um, Antifa, um, Mm -hmm.
1: you know, convinces you to stay for the next job. Mm -hmm, For extra money. Yeah. Yeah. And it was going to be, it's like Marley, Marlene's college fund or something like that. Yeah, which is real. Was like, I was <laughs> like, saving that money for Marlene. For, like, for Marlene's school. She's like, come on, my old boyfriend wants to come. <laughs> Damn it, Tiva! <laughs> Marlene really gets a short fucking shrift in this game.
0: Yeah, I know. She's like, she's going to need tons of therapy. Yeah, she's a, she's a tragedy football. She just gets passed around in order to make things happen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, Marlene's the real victim here. <laughs> true. Um, but you're going on another mission to another reactor, like you're keeping up the pressure.
0: So you're going on this on this on the second mission, which is um, real neat. Uh, it leads to this uh, to this train sequence, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're you're back on the train, and they explain a little bit about the security system. You have these fake IDs, but it turns out that they're not working. So there's this progressive lockdown from the back of the train uh, to the front of the train. So you have to basically outrun the uh, um, the, the the sweep of security, right?
1: Right, 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 right. Yeah. And, uh, and you can get stuff there, too. Like, there's a guy who robs you. Mm-hmm. On the train, right, and then you can also find items.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I just like in this one. So the the, the consequence for getting caught is that you just jump out early. You know, Indiana Jones throws you off, um and mm-hmm. you basically just have to run through more boring tunnels. So I was trying right. to talk to as many people as possible, and I just I just done fucked up. Which yeah, not a huge consequence, okay. but you know, TDM is never a good punishment. You know,
1: yeah, 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 <clears throat> yeah. But like that, the, these tunnels are really boring, and there's no markers. And uh, I went to the other end of the tunnels thinking there would be like a treasure there. There is later. Yeah. Yeah. But there's not now. (laughs) Right. Like it's just a, you know, it's a pain in the ass just to do it. Man, it's really boring. How, how broken would it be if you got that materia this early it'd be uh, pretty nuts yeah like pretty nuts like I mean, it's fine for it not to be there right but they could have put something there mm-hmm. but they would they would have tempted to do that fucking final fantasy 12 thing where if, like you picked up the minor treasure now you didn't get the super treasure later yeah yeah kind of thing that'd be frustrating mm.
0: in 2022 when we do final fantasy 12 yeah <laughs> i have a
1: lot of things to say about XII. so do XII. i but like yeah, i think yeah, that we're, like yeah. that, that that like we're polarized on that yeah i know i know yeah but that would be that'd be a nice uh classic throwdown yeah um the uh yeah so you're just going to another reactor yeah and it's like it's very similar to the last one <laughs> no it's exactly the same yeah you just yeah. come Which into it sense. from like a different they would make area them, they would make them the same like yeah. they're not like each reactor is going to have its own elemental theme and <laughs> everything like that like these are just functional buildings that you're in yeah it's just kind of you know like i kind of like that about it that it that not necessarily that they're the same but i like that it's so mundane true what was the game we played where i was so happy about being in an airport? Like there's some uh, game play where I was like, "I love that you're you're in an airport." Like uh, I, I have no recollection of that. I don't. I don't remember it either. Now, maybe I dreamed it, there, or <laughs> I, I talked about. There's like some something like that where I was just like really happy to be in this very bland environment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I kind of like that.
0: True. Yeah. So you have kind of this weird little button timing uh, mini game to get in, um, as opposed to getting a code that people died for. Yeah. Um, and. It, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, lots of Star Wars references in this, um,
2: yeah.
0: which is a Final Fantasy thing. Yeah. Um, and you place the bomb, and on your way out, uh, the president of Shinra personally comes after you, which seems like exposing himself to a huge risk, especially if you're going after a guy with a gun arm. Yeah.
1: He is yeah, literally you know. part weapon. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's good. Like anytime something's far away from Barrett in a cutscene, it's immune to bullets. Yeah.
0: He just sprays like infinite
1: bullets at it, and it's it's if, fine. If that's you, when he's loaded the blanks. He's that's just his terror cannon. <laughs> Terry right.
0: Barrett's terror cannon. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, you, if you there are certain points where if you don't advance the cuts, if you don't advance the dialogue, he just keeps shooting. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make one of those ten hours. <laughs>
2: One of those yeah. ten-hour YouTube
1: things. Yeah, ten hours of Barrett shooting presentation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you find another boss here called the Airbuster. A techno soldier. Yeah, he's a, he's a techno soldier, and yeah. the the big twist here is the side attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you're but re- not, not too much to him. Like a lot of the bosses don't have like I mean, there are some that do. A lot of these ones, especially the early on ones, don't have very much of a gimmick to them. Like they're just kind of have a lot of HP. Yeah have attacks that can hit everybody.
0: Yeah, this is, uh, this, this is more of a problem if you've been using your all materia in conjunction with heal or restore. Yeah, um, because it's split. Yeah, and that's something that's actually new in this. So previous games, you could just do all on spells uh, regardless. Whereas with this, you have to be very deliberate in the way you build your characters because you can only cast on all members uh, the spells that you have this materia attached to.
1: Right, which takes up a... There's an opportunity cost because it's taking up a materia slot, which are really valuable. Yeah. Early on, like because you you know at this point you can probably still equip everything you have, but there's surely that won't be true. And then um, it also introduces like the coolest like one of the something that JRPGs do that kind of drives me nuts a little bit is that they hide their really advanced systems yeah. behind like so much tutorial. And that's not an original observation. Like that's my my, my understanding of Final Fantasy thirteen is like that personified. Mm-hmm. But uh, like the materia system in this game is really cool. Like the way that they interact, the way you can set up combos, the way you have to choose. You Know equipment versus like how much magic it allows you to do versus what its statistics are, mm. and that doesn't come into its own for a long time, right? Like, you are not going to get anything more than an all mm-hmm. to, to combine with things for, for hours and hours, yeah, or get enough uh, double slotted material. So, like, I wish I just I wish that there were more JRPGs that didn't that started as sophisticated as they ended up, or yeah. closer to, I guess.
0: You don't think that that would get overwhelming.
1: Real quick no this no. is a simple enough system like this is, it's a really simple system like it's deep like it's you can do neat things with it but it's not too hard to understand yeah so they
0: they could have just introduced those at a better pace
1: yeah i guess that, i guess that's my point i'm not saying i i in right in sector seven i want to have like counter material and yeah, stuff like, like that.
0: <laughs> elemental but, like you, you do get the elemental or the added effect material in midgar you get the elemental
1: being, one you get the added effect one really late in oh, midgar yeah. i think yeah. um and elemental is worthless uh, really? I never, Yeah, I never had oh, it. Oh man, like are for defense against a couple of specific bosses.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I just I, I end up using that um uh with uh with weapons with too. Yeah. Well, like bolt just, is the one that it pairs best with, but uh yeah.
1: Just because it's so hard for me to tell like if I'm not going to be in one area long enough to know that I'm fighting enemies weak against a certain element. <laughs> yeah. And I guess when you're in Midgar, like most mostly you're fighting machines and they're weak against bolt. So yeah. that makes a sense.
0: Yeah. So this is something that like I might as well address now. Like I've played this game so many times and I've played it so early that there's just knowledge that it feels like I've always had. Yeah. So that becomes problematic when it comes to like making like a ra- like de- defending a rationale for equipping a certain thing. Well, just obviously you know that it's going to you right. know like like this boss is going to use XYZ when that's not the case. So if I say something infuriating like that, it's that, you know this was like <laughs> just a formative experience for me.
1: Yeah, it's, it doesn't infuriate me. That's how I end up playing Fallout games and stuff, too. Yeah. Like, I just know exactly what I need to do. Um, or Deus Ex. Like, I can't uh, can't divorce myself from that. And that's part right. of, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Nope. But the game, I will say, as just kind of a, in a generality, like, the game objectively does a poor job of explaining that stuff. True. Like, what weaknesses an enemy is going to have is not clearly telegraphed. Like, there are many enemies that are weak against something weird. It's neither in their name nor in their, like, color palette. Right. You know, like, who who's going to be weak against Earth? I don't mm-hmm. fucking know. You know, like, there's just, like, there'll be things like, you know, there's a lot of things like that. So yeah. that that is actually, that is a, a drawback and, to the game. And it made me, other than a very specific boss with Aqua in the title, <laughs> like, like, later on, I didn't use the elemental material
0: yeah um and that is kind of like this weird side effect of like i like the enemies there are these goofy ones that show up in medgar that have no reason to be there but in general they are all these mako mutated Genova cell monsters mm-hmm. uh but because they are these you know weirdly designed monstrosities their nature is kind of vague for that yeah. particular reason so so you're definitely right it doesn't telegraph the the weaknesses as well as it could just because of that
1: right right which you know again it's a it's a ding right. not a big deal uh, Daryl Blaker, but it's a little frustrating, mm-hmm. and it did stop me from using elemental materia, of which I only had one, and won't get more combo materials for materia for a really long time. True. So I consider that to be a little bit frustrating. Like I just mm-hmm. I wish that uh, JRPGs in general uh, trusted my intelligence a little bit more. True. You know. Yeah. So and that's a bit that's a big JRPG WRPG. Difference like yep. Western RPGs tend to have their systems right on the page, right in the beginning. Yep. Like from character creation onward, you're doing complicated shit. Mm-hmm. There's and a lot. Uh, I I can handle it. Yep. RPG makers. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the airbuster blows up and uh, takes out a section of the bridge r- bridge with it. So the whole split attack thing is actually plot relevant, mm-hmm. um, which explains why Tifa and Barrett on one side, and Cloud is on the other. Um, and Cloud kind of falls, apparently, to his death. Um, but in reality, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> oh man! that Like that—that that just brings it up. So you played Wild Arms, right? Uh yeah. How they yeah. how they have the credit sequence like after the first chapter of the game?
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know why I feel
1: <laughs> that joke just brings
0: up like people were doing that at this time.
1: <laughs> Funny, like yeah, that would be that'd be incredible. Yeah, <laughs> I think that would have happened right after this death. Instead, uh, you land on um, these flowers in a church. Yep. So there are flowers that are growing in Midgar, and you meet Eris, the flower girl. Yes. You met earlier. From before. Yeah.
0: Um And it's, you know, brought up that these are special power, uh Special flowers. This is a holy place um, that, you know has something to do with Eris. Um, yeah. I'm going to say Eris because that's the name here. I know the canonical name is Aerith, but that just sounds weird. And whenever yeah. I, if I insist on Aerith I sound like uh, somebody who's looking for a waifu. So
1: Yeah, yeah. And and it's spelled that way. Yeah. So like, well, this is the translation we played. We'll just, <laughs> yeah. you know, be can internally consistent. Yeah. Um, and she immediately takes a shine to you, yeah. which I like this too. Like you've got it in the notes here is that she kind of throws herself at you and it it can be really eye rolling when you're first playing cuz you're like why is everyone fucking throwing themselves at this this guy but this there's actually a good reason for this it just doesn't pay off for a really long time
0: right Right, yeah. but uh, but yeah, she she you know <laughs> knows that there are people after her because she's been hounded by uh, the Turks for a mm-hmm. really really long time. Yeah, uh, you know because of either this materia that she's carrying, which she remarks is special because it does absolutely nothing, or because of her lineage, which we will explain a little bit later. But one of these Turks, you know, shows up in the in the church right away.
1: Pretty much. I want to do a, a mod of the PC version that displays Rod Stewart's Young Turks instead of their <laughs> theme song. But I love their theme song. I like their theme song too. Like just change that to something else, though. That can be some I don't know, somebody else's theme. Yeah. And instead just a... young gods, be free tonight. <laughs> you know? Which is a little bit more how they act with each other. Oh, that's true, um, yeah. I like, like the Turks
0: yeah. a lot. They're 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 real neat.
1: I like them externally. Like, I like it when they show up as a presence. Mm-hmm. They're individual machinations within themselves, like some of the high school bullshit mm-hmm. later, like like this person likes this person, but this person likes this person. Yeah. I, I, that's I mean, um that's crazy-making to me. It it
0: shows up in one scene, and it's it's played for laughs. And it doesn't like just. I just like the the, the fact that they're this. Either cra- they're supposed to be this crack series of agents, the best that Shinra has, but they have varying levels of competence and also this weird sense of morality to them.
1: Yeah, I like that too. Like, well, the the thing too, like the the romances in it also show up. Like, it's referenced later. It's more than one scene. It comes up a little bit during the Wutai thing. It comes up a little bit in the second half, if I remember, with um, the Keatsith. Uh, reveal Uh, kind of the Reeve isn't uh, we're stuff. we'll we'll get to that yeah Yeah. but the um, yeah I mean that's frustrating I do like the Turks though yeah I also like the Turks I like their music I like Mm -hmm. how foreboding they are before you really know what's up with them true and uh, they come to get Aerith Eris, and uh,
0: you, uh, Again, we're going to say stuff weird. Yeah.
1: The, uh, you, they come to get Eris, and you're, you're introduced to this, like, kind of barrel-dropping puzzle. Yeah, it's like Keystone uh, Cops a little bit. Uh, yeah, it's like that. So that's a little goofy. And then also, it's a uh, tricky perspective thing. Yeah. And it introduces something that is a, a through line of this game, which is micro-game, like, kind of like micro-mini-games that show up once, don't show up again, and are sometimes... Fun and well-explained and sometimes Mm -hmm. poorly explained and not fun. Right. Like every once in a while. So, like, I love the amount of the the gameplay variety of this game. Right. And that's part of what I think, uh, you know, this is a long game that doesn't feel padded for the most part just because you're constantly doing new things like this, which Mm -hmm. I really like. Right. Sometimes these mini games are really well-explained and fun. Sometimes they just kind of show up and they are, you know, they give you one line of command of how to do the thing that doesn't really make sense. Mm -hmm. And then you're just kind of dropped into it. The consequences for failing tend to be really minor, so it's not that big a deal. Um, This one is a really tricky perspective thing. Mm -hmm. Like, it's really hard to tell which barrel you're pushing will land on what. In this. Like yeah. are you successful at this if you can divorce yourself from like your super kid memory of like just knowing which ones to do? I can't divorce myself from <laughs> Okay. It. Like you just know which yeah. ones to do, but there's nothing on the screen that lends that tells you no, no. this barrel corresponds. It's like a guessing game essentially. It
0: is, yeah. Like and if you look there are like clues about kind of like where like like what will happen. It's like this weird mousetrap, Rube Goldberg kind of thing. It's Lingo. kind of like yeah. yeah, yeah. So you just have to connect with the weird perspective what's going to fall where. Um and you have a sense for where you need to get a barrel. But yeah, most it's a guess if you get it right it's satisfying because you get to see a dude get knocked over by a barrel which slapstick is funny like yeah, yeah slapstick is good um and then if you get it wrong you really just have to fight them off with eris you know
1: and not that big a deal right like she she is weak um in yeah. fights but it's not too big a deal. like
0: there are points later where you get items if you do well at these games which is cool i guess but here there's really nothing to lose
1: right 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 um yeah and the, the reason why the turks are after eris is because she is an ancient yes
0: yeah. And that really kind of like comes home to roost towards the end of this disc, um, yeah. You know, like like that whole thing, and we'll we'll, we'll have plenty to say about the ancients subplot. Um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, basically she there there is something special about her. Somebody in Shinra wants her for some reason, and that is why she decides not to go anywhere alone. Really,
1: yep, 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 yep. except yep. for the
0: church. True, sure. which is um, a holy place.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah. So you get out. Um, you got to So you have to go through the Sector Five slums because we're going to go visit Eris's mom, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So basically, yeah. you have to go. You have to go from uh, Sector Five to Sector Six or something like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: you know, Eris's mom has this palatial. Um, uh, what, what would you say, like grounds? Uh, estate. Yeah. What, <laughs> this palatial what is palatial estate? Doing to get
1: that in the middle of the slum. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? What does Eris's mom do for a living? <laughs>
0: <laughs> sells Nothing the flowers come on she she, she, she <laughs> yeah, sends eris out like flowers are a rarity in midgar so she's selling them for one gil. but she's selling a fuckload of flowers
1: yeah i guess so yeah like yeah um <laughs> yeah th- 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 it's ridiculous that she has this home It it doesn't look like it's from the same area at all. It looks like it's from, like, another town in the game.
0: Well, and that kind of speaks to the artifacts of the villages that used to be there, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true. But it also seems like this would have been, like, looted by raiders (laughs) and stuff by now. Like, that that probably happens later. The marauding hordes. Yeah, exactly. Um, And she does a cool, like, little bit where she says, like, hey you know, I know that Eris is excited and wants to do this thing with you and wants you to protect her. Like she calls you her bodyguard. And yeah. It's cute. yeah. And, uh, but she's like, no, you know, dude, you'd be doing her a service if you just got out of here in the middle of the night mm-hmm. and never came back. And, uh, you do a little stealth sequence.
0: <laughs> yes. Trying to avoid yeah. squeaky floorboards with no visual cues as to which ones will be squeaky floorboards. Yep.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, if you're in 2013 and you're playing this while listening to podcasts and only kind of listening to the music, <laughs> it's even more, it's even more difficult. um, But uh, eventually, it's all for naught. Um, You still run into Eris anyway. Yeah, she gets ahead of you. Yep, she gets ahead of you. And this explains uh, why she's attracted to you. It's because you look like her old boyfriend who was in Soldier. Right. Yep. And then a huge, like, deus ex machina entering into one of the most cringy sections of the game. Yeah. um, You see Tifa uh, dressed up all dolled up and going by on a chocobo stagecoach, which is the first Mm -hmm. chocobo you see in the game. True. And it's kind of weird that people are riding around by stagecoach. Mm Mm-hmm. But uh, you see Tifa, and you have to go go rescue, rescue, or go investigate. Yep,
0: you have to go. You have to go to Mars and mm-hmm. uh, cross dress.
1: Cool music. Yes,
0: awesome mm-hmm. music, mm-hmm. which I'll put mm-hmm. in here.
1: Um and this whole sequence like the Wall Market sequence mm-hmm. is probably the most like troubling sequence in the game yeah. from a like a, a gender trans perspective like if there's any yeah. part of a like even if i'm thinking like if there's going to be a part of a final fantasy and it's going to be offensive mm-hmm. in 2013 like this is it
0: yeah so it should be noted there is absolutely nothing wrong with anybody who wants to dress up in the opposite gender's clothes however yeah. this whole sequence kind of like speaks to the weird way that japanese culture kind of treats
1: Masculine dressers
0: and masculinity and things like that. Yeah, and there's like, there's I, like
1: I, I, some chauvinicky shades in this whole section. Yeah,
0: like yeah. like with the bodyguards or, or the the bodybuilders. Like, oh, the gym is full of people like you. Yeah, and you know, it's it, it, it it's, it's I, I like the camp factor to it, but it, it, it I can't help but feel a little weird. About
1: it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it is it is weird, and like coming at it with fresh eyes, yeah. it does speak just more to a cultural yeah. obsession. With and like a cultural lens on masculinity. Right. You know, the whole thing. And like just the fact that it's supposed to be a joke that Cloud has to dress up. Like there's a woman's life at stake here who's going to get like raped. Yeah. You know, like it's like, oh yeah, I'll dress up as a girl if you think it'll work. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be like, hey, let's save my best childhood friend from being raped. Yeah. Like let's not, you know, worry about what kind of panties I'm going to wear when I do it. You know, like there's a little bit of dissonance in the stakes versus how much is being played for laughs. Uh Uh-huh that's pretty gross yeah so, so it,
0: turn, it it's like it, it's this weird dating game sequence almost right when yeah. cloud is walking around with literally the biggest sword in the world and like from a plot standpoint it doesn't make sense why he doesn't just like i'm gonna go rescue my fucking friend
1: oh yeah i've bought regular soldiers <laughs> yeah like there's no way these guys can do more than 23 damage to me like let's <laughs> yeah. just go yeah like um, people
0: with guns like
1: yeah, exactly. I, we, we've, we've established how guns don't work. Like, Barrett <laughs> yeah. shot the president for fucking ten minutes. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> happened. Let's just go. The, uh, the other thing, too, and then it's kind of contrast. Like, I have a little affection with how silly it is, though. Mm-hmm. Like, all the stuff with Big Bro and, like, the way everyone loves Big Bro and this yeah. little bro. And, like, you're doing a squat contest with Big Bro to get, like, that's silly in a kind of fun way.
0: Yeah, again, the, the again, liking like liking the camp part of it. It's, yeah, that, exactly. That's yeah. fine.
1: <laughs> that, that's great. But then it's also, you know, your best friend is going to be raped. By like the grossest character in the game, yeah,
0: yeah, like bar yeah. none. Like even yeah. like in the rogues gallery of the Shinra, like board, he is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. compared to them, all of which are awful people, except for Reeve, yeah, exactly. arguably. Um, Don Corneo is is the worst of the worst.
1: Yeah, yeah. Does he work for Shinra, or is Don, he just? I, I just uh, I assume this guy was just like a just a local pimp. He's
0: he's 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 a local pimp, but like he he is the like the eyes on the ground for Heidegger. Right on. Um, yeah. yeah. So like he's on the Shinra payroll as kind of like, a you know, a slumlord, essentially.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. Um, you go through these like this, you know, this neat little uh, like adventure game sequence. And, you know, really, you're just trying to pass all you need is a is, is, a, is a dress and a wig. There's mm-hmm. extra stuff that you can do to get uh, like extra items and then varying qualities of items. Um, basically, with the idea like to get in, but if you if you dress too well, you end up being selected as uh, uh, um, Don Corneo's companion
1: for the night. Right, right, right. Um, and, you,
0: uh, you end up going to the Honey Bee Inn, which is one of the most incongruous sections of the game, too.
1: Yeah, which, well, it makes sense that there would be, in, in like kind of slums, it makes sense that there would be like a red light district yeah, and there yeah. would be, you know, prostitution. But it's just, it's very Japanese, like the aesthetics of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or, you know, it's not like the kind of way that I would envision it initially
0: right right so like i i feel like there's a need to talk about the three different sequences that happen in in the Bee N. so there's mm-hmm. the grandma and grandpa room which is for people who want to act out the fantasies of being grandmas and grandpas yep uh, <laughs> you end up spying on uh president shinrod doing like this apocalyptic role playing yeah yeah which is real funny yeah like that's pretty good yeah and then there's the fuck room <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. And then if you had enough time doing those two totally different activities, but you've still got a boner, you go into the... You go That's into the Don one... Curtis it's
0: it's the one it's the one room in this brothel that is dedicated to fucking
1: yeah yeah it's almost like you know cool like brothel of slating intellectual lux lust style uh, oh yeah yeah yes you know that you're you come to this brothel to satisfy other needs but then mm-hmm. also you get your balls drained <laughs> so you know yeah yeah <laughs> um, but uh but yeah it's, it's, it's g- entirely it's- optional it's gross ultimately like you you know it, it comes down to a, a henchman choosing between you uh tifa and eris and yeah. either way all three of you end up in there
0: yeah that's true i i like yeah. how you meet tifa in the in the kink dungeon and the yeah. item that you find there is ether
1: yeah <laughs> which like is is like okay like <laughs> it's not good to drug women and have sex with them but i think we However, can all agree on that <laughs> it does underline how ridiculous it is that mages in final fantasy have been huffing ether <laughs> Like in order to like get their spells back. There, there is
0: nothing more depraved on this earth than a man than a mage in the depths of, the, of an ether binge <laughs> casting Meteor, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, man. But yeah. Uh, so did Don Corneo select you? I, like I did it. I, I got selected because yeah. I got. I was I was the primo. I, yeah, I, like, all the I, best. I got
1: selected because I couldn't remember what the advantages were other than being the best. Right. So I just kind of went along with it, and I also got selected. Yeah. Pretty Pretty Princess. <laughs> so.
0: It's it's weird because, like, Eris
1: seems, like, delighted if she gets selected. Like, just yeah. kind of like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's gross. Like, this section's really gross. Yeah. Like, just in general. Like, we can say a couple of good things about some of the, you know, you're doing an adventure game part and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. the music's great. It's disgusting, though. It's, like, really yeah. offensive and shouldn't be. <laughs> um, you know, there's no two ways about that.
0: But, I mean, it's... I mean, I don't know for the, for the time like this much of a sexual overtone. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel I don't feel good about it, but it's definitely unique in that sense, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I and mean, I guess like there's a just it's a huge difference between a consensual sexual overtone. Yeah, and yeah. I suppose. sexual, sexual yeah, overtone. Yeah. You know, like it's it's, yeah. it's just like it's not. A, that's what it was trying for. I think what mm-hmm. you're talking about, like it, this was supposed to just kind of be adult, but it had it was adult while also being like rebish. Yeah, which is never good. Yeah, never good. Um, and then so eventually you turn the tides on uh, Don Corneo or Corneo, and uh, you threaten to do various things to his balls based <laughs> on your weapons. Yeah, I'll <laughs> smash them. I'll I'll
0: tear them and I'll will slash them or something.
1: Yeah, I'll rip them off. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they tell you that the, the Heidegger is planning to just destroy the plate over Sector Seven, mm-hmm. which is a huge. You know, that's a uh, flooding. You know, swatting a, a fly with a bazooka. Yeah, but it also is like pretty ruthless. Just like, well, we know they're there. We can't find them. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's pretty crazy. Um, And then somehow Don Corneo has, like, this, like, trap door section. Like, this guy is designed to be infuriating. It gives you that little, like, you know, what would make a scumbag like me totally give up all his secrets? Like, a little Mm -hmm. multiple choice thing. Yeah. That pops up and that comes up later as well.
0: Like he knows he's going to win
1: or whatever it is. Yeah, like he knows yeah. he's going to win is the, the correct answer. It doesn't matter which one you get. Yeah, and In and, and, and
0: that sense, he's a successful minor villain because he just, like, he succeeds in making just fucking hate him.
1: Yeah. 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 More more in Wutai than here, I think. Yeah. Um, like Wutai is fucking infuriating. Mm-hmm. Um, so you land in a sewer level. Um, you have to fight a boss. That's yeah. uh, Don Corneo's pet.
0: Yeah, his pet mutant. Yeah, um, which again, like he has this tsunami ability that like does a bunch of damage to you, but it also does damage to it. Um, yeah. and like, this is a little bit, uh, like it taxes, your healing, ob- your healing abilities because it does a bunch of damage to everybody. However, you trigger your limit breaks so much. And so, you know, so quickly, mm-hmm. uh, that heiresses will heal you. And then everybody else will just do damage until it's done.
1: Yeah. Not too big. Not too big a deal.
0: Yeah. There's an interstitial cutscene that actually like, you know, kind of hints to at least one of the Shinra executives being an okay ish guy. The mm-hmm. ish there is a really big ish, like in italics and bold. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he's just kind of like, it makes no sense that we would destroy this plate to get six people. Essentially. Is yeah.
1: One eighth of uh, the city we control.
0: Yeah. Like, when like we, that's, that's we just lost another eighth. So that's a quarter of our population.
1: Yeah. Like, like yeah. that makes no sense. Like who are the people who are going to buy your electricity? Right. You know, like, uh, yeah, he's not. Yeah. They're not in the, the electricity
0: um, business. They're in the empire business.
1: Yes. Yeah. They're hmm. in the electricity build business. It's <laughs> right in their name. <laughs> yeah. True. Um, yeah. So, and then you go through a train yard. I find this dungeon to be a little saggy. Um, yeah. And there's a bunch of these,
0: and we're kind of going to gloss over them. Like, we're not going to we're not going to spend like ten minutes on the Mithril Cave. Like,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, for the most part, like they tend to be short enough to not wear out their welcome.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, just in, and just to get out of the way for posterity. Like, I, you know, JRPGs are all about like the you're going to spend most of your time in random encounters in mm-hmm. JRPGs. That's kind of how it is. Yeah. I don't like I'm, I don't like them that much. Like, sometimes it's fun. There are games that do it better than others. Mm-hmm. I don't mind it to a limited degree. I just wish that there were less of them. Yeah. Um, like, fewer fewer higher stakes encounters with bigger rewards would improve, like, just about every JRPG, I feel like. True. You know, just make me think more when I'm there so I'm engaged yeah. Make it happen less, so I'm less bored, and then make their rewards bigger, so I'm not under leveled when I get to the bosses.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to say three things. The first of which will infuriate you. The second of which will be neutral. Will delight
1: you, and the third <laughs> of which will
0: okay. First, one will infuriate you. Second, second of which will be neutral, and then the third of which you will agree with wholeheartedly. Okay, <laughs> I
1: can't wait. Okay, uh, okay. so I asked that you hold game your, your- <laughs> in the middle of
0: the okay. podcast. The first one um Chrono Cross did it better in um uh, multi in a multitude of regards in which they did do that thing where they made the, re- the the encounters um you know uh fewer and also the rewards higher um and also more avoidable etc. So that's one that will infuriate you. I expect you to have no comment on that uh, just because you hold no truck with Chrono Cross. Second of which, neutral in terms of current events. Um, the P the the PC uh, re-release of this rather that came out right about the time we announced that this uh, was a thing. So I'm wondering how many people played, like let us know if you played this on PC and how it is. Um, But the PC version attempted to ameliorate that by giving you kind of this ultra level mode. However, that didn't eliminate combat. it just, put all your stats at 99. So you still have the interruptions, which is like, to my mind, the most infuriating thing about random encounters. I can't stand being interrupted at all ever in this life. It is one of the things that will set me off. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it didn't get rid of that. So that was misguided. If they just got rid of random combat, boosted your stats to, you know, to level 99 and then just made you fight the bosses, but made them pushovers. That would have been, that would have done a better job of getting you, you know, closer to the story, which was the goal of that. So that's the neutral thing. The thing that will that you will agree with is that like Cthulhu saves the world and like Breath of Death Seven or whatever it was uh, did it right, which is after a certain num- after a certain number of random encounters, you have the ability to just not get them and then you summon battles at will.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not infuriated by any of that. Okay. Like I don't, I don't, I don't remember Chrono Cross that much. It doesn't yeah. make me mad that they did something better. Like, yeah, no. no. It's <laughs> I, a, yeah, I don't. Hate, I think that you you probably aggrandized like this idea that I hate Chrono Cross. If, if I
0: mention Chrono Cross, you go on like a half hour rant, which I would, which is, we end up cutting out. So,
1: categorically <laughs> untrue. The um, I just don't remember it, and the emboss is really colorblind unfriendly. Not oh, true. So it's like it was a game that I don't. Like, there, I don't remember the good, and the end was really frustrating in Damn a way it. that was targeted at me. You, <laughs> um, see, and that's the
0: thing. I always lose that argument because I also agree that accessibility is paramount.
1: Yeah, see? Ugh. And they, they did one of the worst accessibility walls, like, that's ever been. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that, like, the, the point about interrupting, though, like, that's what's irritating about it. And what's really irritating about it in a lot of these dungeons dungeons is if you're solving a puzzle or something. Mm-hmm. So it's not just being interrupted yeah. in the way that it's annoying to be interrupted. It's an annoying because you're losing your train of thought yeah specifically like, you're trying, like literally in this case a train of thought yeah <laughs> yeah that's what that's the problem with it um because who say the world did a, did a really good job with it i still want to see and i i hesitate to like bring it up there because i think it's a really good idea and i don't want anyone to steal it <laughs> i want someone in like jrpg maker to make the shadow of colossus of rpg like jrpgs oh where it's just some yeah, well, an all-boss RPG game where they somehow automate the character leveling and stuff like that, like make it through choices or make it through story stuff. Mm, yeah. And then so you're still making choices to equip yourself for these bosses, and it's just like these are, you know, nine really awesome, amazing JRPG boss battles, mm. and that's it. Yeah. Like, make, make that game or wait for me to have enough free time to make it and then see how that works out because it's like I don't... I'm very little as added from these little things. Like, it's just strengthening you letting you test out some stuff on the, you know, the real, like you're very, very rarely threatened. Mm-hmm. You can sometimes be threatened through attrition. Like if you go through an area long enough, like you're just running low on resources because you're constantly fighting, but I want the encounter rate, you know, half or less. Yeah. In this. And eight kind of does a little bit towards that by giving you materia that will do that. we mm-hmm. not materia a guardian yeah. that will do that. Um, and then six had the Moogle charm. This game has nothing. It I does. The, the, this does game it? does have
0: enemy away. Oh, it it's just, it doesn't it's just, come just hidden. It does way later. Yeah, it's like a gold saucer prize, which may as well just not exist.
1: Yeah, that sucks. Like, that should yeah. be an option for Because, like, I mean, if, if I'm coming back here, like, later, if I'm coming, not this area, because I wouldn't mm-hmm. come back here, but coming back to an area later, like, fighting these guys, you can just, you know, Earthbound did it better. Like, Yeah, yeah. If I it's, it's guys, trivial, like,
0: then, just do auto win.
1: Yeah. You just need to do something. Mm-hmm. Like, something has to happen to make that better and And i think that it is uh, seven like they're trying to show off a little bit because it's like the graphics the cinematic angles during the battles yeah you know all that stuff i like i think that the fact that they didn't want to hide their light under a bushel bushel Mm -hmm. and didn't think in terms of like oh by the end of this game even if we cut this by a quarter the person's still going to spend three straight hours watching (laughs) you know random battles like that's that's enough for anybody yeah you know
0: True. True. Yeah. It's. Uh. I forget if you get it in the Wonder Square or whatever. Like you'll just come across them naturally if you're doing Chocobo racing, um, mm-hmm. which is the least natural thing in this game.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. If you just happen to be doing that.
0: Yeah. If you just um, happen to be doing that. But uh, man. Oh man. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. So. Yeah, like, I won't th-
1: harp on it all the time. But yeah, this is the first. Like this is the first really saggy dungeon where you're trying to solve puzzles and getting interrupted by. You know, irritating random encounters. It's
0: it's a global complaint that you can just assume if we're walking around and there's random encounters while we're trying to do stuff, we're
1: angry at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it sucks. It's not a good mechanic. Yeah, so the uh, you're heading towards the the pillar, like. You know, they, they are getting ready to bomb the pillar and mm-hmm. knock it down. And the rest of the members, like, the unnamed members of Avalanche, not unnamed, but the non-player character members of Avalanche and Barrett have already, they beat you here and they're trying to fix it. Right. Which is a nice little bit of, like, the world moves on even while you're gone. Mm-hmm. So, like, all that time you've been fucking wasting, like, picking out dresses. Like, if you had to storm out you could have saved so many lives. Yeah, I know, right. Including people you know and love. Yeah. Like... Come
0: on, <laughs> but potential friends with benefits such as Jesse, who yeah. died. I was I was sad when she. Died. I was like, oh man,
1: yeah, like I I like this. all of them. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, they're good. Uh, they're good characters. Yeah, yeah.
0: But, so you get to the top, um, and you fight Reno. Uh, you know, so it's it's a nice little bit of like revenge fight. You know, just because of the hassle that he gave Eris a little bit earlier, but. Uh, mm-hmm. He's just a dude. I like the boss fights that are just dudes. You know? Yeah.
1: Like they're like you. Like they're they just look like regular people, but they have powers and abilities yeah. and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. He has this interesting one, he'll put a you know a party member in stasis, and that's something that pops up throughout the game, which is like enemies attempting to get an advantage by disabling uh parts of your party.
1: Right. And there's yeah. no there's not really a way to protect against that. Like if you if that's a real clutch character, mm-hmm. um you have to diversify enough to where like, you know, your only person who can heal cannot be somebody who can be knocked out of the party. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so, yeah. yeah.
0: so the bomb goes off. You know, you escape by swinging away um, in an Indiana Jones fashion. Uh, it's revealed that, uh, you know, Sang and Reno grabbed Aris, you know, who stayed behind to, like, you know, protect the civilians and, um, you know, save Didn't Marlene. she take Marlene to, yeah, uh, yeah, She, she took Marlene to a safe place? Yeah. yeah. When got Marlene, you know. So, so so Eris is grabbed, and that kind of sets up the impetus for you uh, doing the next thing. Also, you know, Cloud kind of wants to know about the Ancients regarding Sephiroth and Eris, because he knows that Sephiroth has a connection, um, and Eris has a connection, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he wants to see, like, what's behind that. Like, why is, Sh- why is Shinra so interested in this?
1: Right, yeah. right, right, right. And essentially just, um, you know, Eris' stepmom, you know, she lost her husband in the war against Wutai. It's cool that they mention places that you're going to later visit. Right. That's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um, and Eris's mom showed up and kind of gave her this, this baby and uh, Elmira adopted her.
0: Yeah. Like, like, um, I- I- if is her name, Eris's mom, just yeah. kind of like, you know, she, she escaped from this research facility. She's like basically dying after having been harassed by, uh, you know, Shinra guards all the way back to this point. So there's this constant thing where people who are on the outs with Shinra go to Midgar, yeah which is like why would you do that like 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 go go to like the icicle in they
1: won't do anything yeah like they're just gonna show
0: up on vacation and then not do their job because they're on vacation yeah they're just gonna go chill
1: there yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. um in either case though you know shinra has eris and you're finally going to assault them and kind of what's the climactic series of dungeons for this kind of first part of the game not the first disc mind you Um, (laughs) but the first part of the game yeah um so. Yeah, so you uh, you head towards uh, Shinra, and everyone assumes since you were in Soldier that you're going to be able to you know you know the floor plans and stuff. And you say you know you never actually been here.
0: Yeah, which is incredibly like therefore they're foreshadowing a bunch of the stuff that happens later at this yep. point. Yep. Yeah,
1: and you have a choice in getting up to uh, up to the top. Like you can either go inside and fight mm-hmm. your way through, or you can take this kind of back stairwell. Yeah entrance which is kind of like a fun little like it lasts forever and it's really annoying but you Mm -hmm. get a couple of treasures and your characters banter like your party banters with each other and it's kind of fun Mm -hmm. um but in either case like you know you either or that's what's instead of the the elevator randomizer
0: right right Right.
1: yeah which uh the elevator randomizer is just a series of uh, battles but then there's a stealth section that's like (laughs) relatively annoying like the uh has it because you just have to get everybody through like you move as Mm -hmm. one person except for when it's convenient for you not to right you know
0: so you so you go ahead as cloud and then you call the others after you um at Mm -hmm. a time when you know the guards are on the move and not looking specifically down this direction which calls you know just begs the question not begs prompts the question Put a
1: guard um, on the other side of the
0: thing. Yeah, or just get rid of these pillars. Yeah. If, if yeah. you're doing this, like, methodical patrol that is designed around these, like, view-obstructing things, get rid of the view-obstructing things. Yeah, put windows <laughs> in them. Yeah. Make them out of glass. Yeah. Okay, make them ice
1: sculptures. Yeah, yeah exactly, of the President Schindler or something. Like, it'd yeah. be great. The, um, so that's annoying. And kind of the whole gimmick with this area is each floor is, like, kind of a puzzle. A little bit. Some of them are puzzles. Some of them are little story vignettes. Or uh, yeah, It's like it's. Uh, it kind of just depends. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a putting together a model of Shinra, which isn't a puzzle. Like no. just going walking back and forth. That's really it's a obnoxious. series of tasks Yeah, that's really annoying. Um, there's a weird like boardroom leads to the bathrooms. Like anytime anyone takes a dump, like the boardroom <laughs> smells bad. I, I, your, I like your that hint. clue.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like, man, the boardroom stinks like shit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> not, be- and not because shit? of Palmer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Boy wonder. Um, so, yeah. So, you go in and, you know, hide through the, the ducks. Yeah. A little bit of story. Yeah. And this introduces, like, the, you know, the game is constantly introducing these little MacGuffin things.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: this is introducing uh, that part of the reason why they want the ancients is because the ancients know something know the way towards something called the Promised Land. Right. Uh, that's where they want to found uh, Neo Midgar. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were introduced to Hojo, who's like a creepy, cackling mad scientist. This, you know, essentially, yeah. Um, who experiment? Who's experimenting or wants to experiment on Eris to find out more about the Ancients and the Promised Land?
0: Yeah, Hojo. Um, fun little fact is Japanese for obvious villain.
1: Oh, really? No, it's that's, not. Oh, okay. No, that would be great. <laughs> I don't know that. Oh, yeah, I'm culpable. That would have <laughs> been amazing, though. Like, just like, yes, all right. Um yeah, he, he is he is super villainous. There's no shades of gray, but that's true of everybody in fucking like, almost everybody in Shinra. Pretty much. Like, he's just laughing and doing villainous yeah. things. Like Shinra's yeah. ridiculous. It's like it's they're worse than Umbrella. Like it just <laughs> like we don't care who we kill. That's our business model.
0: It's ideas that were like rejected from Austin Powers.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh man. So you do several puzzles, you make your way up to the lab, which is where this is gonna kinda start to climax. Um you see red uh red thirteen and you see a headless uh, Genova in for the tank. first time. Yeah. Yep, in a tank, and Cloud flips out. Genova ends up being kind of the big plot motivator for the game. Right. Um, so creepy. On,
0: like, this is the most overtly horrifying thing I've seen in an RPG up to this point.
1: Yeah. Genova, yeah. Like, the the headless Genova. Yeah. Then, yeah.
0: Yeah. Just yep, yep. Bleh, unsettling. Mm hmm. Uh huh.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, you think that uh, Red Thirteen is going to... Um, you know, <laughs> well, like, Ho- Hojo's plan is
0: to take two nearly extinct species and try and mate them.
1: Yeah, Hojo's Hodo, yeah. idea of science is just to batch <laughs> things together until science pops out. Yeah. Like, it's so dumb. Like, he's like the like worst scientist.
0: He's incredibly prolific, too. Like, pretty much everything is a result of his work. He's like, he's, he's, he's like an incompetent Mengele.
1: Yeah or like he's like a, a like a Mr. Magoo almost, or like a, like everything he's is doing is accidentally creating huge advances in science but he's yeah. just kind of guessing. He's like fantastic from New Vegas. <laughs> like he's just kind of like like <laughs> like like chancing upon things just by, you know, pressing buttons and mm-hmm. you know, mixing chemicals and everything's just kind of working out. <laughs> um but Red 13, you think he might be a villain. Right. You know, like it seems like he's going to be against you but he's actually going to join you against a uh a boss, HO five one two. Yeah,
0: which um, the a
1: poison yeah, a
0: boss. It's not really that remarkable. It's just kind of like, oh, this is status effects.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So here's a pro tip for Red thirteen: read all of his dialogue in the Johnny Cash Space Coyote voice.
2: <laughs> Find your soulmate, Homer. Find your soulmate. Where? Where? This is just your memory. I can't give you any new information.
1: I like, uh, he's, but he's, he's young too, though, True, like, which is interesting. Like I like that idea, but then it also turns out that he's like, you know, a teenager. The, 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 about, there like, was
0: something that I read. Um, okay. So two things about red 13, he doesn't show up later because his fur would be a pain to animate. That is the stated reason. Also, okay. also the director of the game, um, envisioned, um, his voice being Sean Connery.
1: Oh, that's ridiculous. I know. Right. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> um, so Yeah, I didn't. I'd never really given him a voice. Um, I like the idea of him being the space coyote, but then I also Mm -hmm. like the idea of him kind of being this. You know, he's a Native American stand-in. True. So that's what he is. And then, but the idea of him just being like a naive kid, Mm -hmm. like, is a good story beat for him. Yeah. Um, So after all this, you're captured. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh, you do this little sequence where you can check in with your people. Um, Eris here is the planet talking to her which introduces some kind of like mumbo jumbo the planet can talk to her stuff and then in the night you're sprung from your cell and there's kind of blood everywhere and a scene really reminiscent of like Metal Gear Solid Mm -hmm. when you come across the cyber ninja kind of thing yeah 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 and uh you follow the trail of blood to find that President Shinra is dead with uh Severoth's sword sticking out of him which makes me think like does Severoth just leave his sword wherever he kills somebody (laughs) like where does he have all these swords like it's Pretty. Cr- I mean, I guess it, like not knowing what I know later in the game. Like, you know, who knows which uh, <laughs> which character actually did this? But yeah, the um, yeah, it's it's kind of ridiculous. He leaves his his trademark sword.
0: Yeah, the the yeah. The, the the Masamune, which um, only he can use. So that like yep. is this weird, like that's this weird thing, which is like, oh, it has to be Sephiroth because that's a sword because like, only he can yeah. use it. But then Tifa yeah. picks it up later. I don't know.
1: <sighs> yeah, yeah. It's it's a little. It's it's pretty goofy. Yeah. You know, like I would have much rather had them watch like security cam footage or something like that. True, you know, like that would have been a little. I mean, a little bit less animes though. Yeah, true. This is very animes. It's you have to say it's like an
0: it's a it's a statement, right? That yeah, it's kind of like okay, this is uh, I am I am making my stand. I've killed the president of the, of the company that used to rule me. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, and
1: and, and stolen uh, Genova. True, which is the the reason why why he's here. Um, you find that Rufus is the new president. He's like the younger, hipper yeah. version of genre, and like kind of more evil. <laughs> you know, like, uh, he gives the speech. Yeah. Yeah. Which says, he's like,
0: like a... it used to be we, you know, we, we rule the world through money by bringing convenience to people. We need to rule the world through fear now.
1: Yep. Yeah. He's a grand asshole. Yeah. Yep, which,
0: yep. which makes his eventual, like, you know, turn later really weird.
1: Yeah. 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 I haven't gotten to that in my playthrough yet, but I know that it happens. Like, it, d- I it doesn't
0: it. happen in this, it happens in Advent Children.
1: Doesn't he turn into, doesn't he do something, though? Like, he turns, uh, when, when the weapons come out? Kind of, but not. Okay. Yeah. I thought he. I thought he was kind of like turned into a little bit turn turned foot then, and then Hojo turns out to be the real asshole.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it just. Yeah. It, it's not completely. It's not as drastic as it was in the in the rest of the competition.
1: What does he do in Advent Children? All I remember Advent Children is people charging and people who look the same like jumping <laughs> through the air and hitting each other.
0: Just. Stuff. Just basically, he he's no he's no longer evil with with uh, Midgar destroyed. Spoiler, oh. Whatever. Spoilers. I don't care. No. No spoilers. It's this a sixteen is year old, old game. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. But with uh, but with, with that destroyed, he basically has this change of heart and uh you know it's just kind of like what, what can we do to repair the damage that we did oh, so that's
1: dumb yeah but uh, yeah. but
0: also he gets like terminally ill with geostigma because of the events of the previous game so i could see that yeah. being a yeah. little bit of a yeah
1: there's a thing called geostigma <laughs> yeah.
2: so like it, it which, dumb. which again um,
0: like makes a little bit of sense they just call it a dumb thing and they treat it weird yeah which yeah. It, oh, yeah. is the, which is the subtitle for the square biography What's a yeah. biography on a company? <laughs> it's a neat thing, but they call it dumb and it's weird.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anywho.
0: Anyway. So, Sep- um, yeah, so Sephiroth killed the president. Rufus shows up um, and the, you know, the party kind of splits. Cloud says, hey, you guys go get out of here. Um, so everybody else kind of goes and they fight uh, a, this security drone called the 100 gunner and heli gunner. Mm-hmm. Um, and this awesome little uh, elevator fight sequence.
1: Which is a big deal because you can't, uh, unless you, you know, Barrett's the only one who can attack them, unless you're right. using a long-range materia. Yeah. Um, like, the range weapon thing is really interesting. I'm taking more advantage of it this playthrough than mm-hmm. I did when I was younger. Um, by putting, you know, because someone who can do long range can be in the back row and not do less damage. Um, so, like, a pro tip is, once especially once you get counter, like, giving somebody who has a long-range weapon cover... Mm-hmm. And putting them in the background, uh, back level and then giving them, like, the protect vest. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll take a lot of your shots for a lot less damage. Right. And then once they start countering and you get those things up a few levels, like, that becomes really powerful. Yeah. So,
0: yep. mm mm-hmm. um, And then while that's happening, you know, Cloud confronts, you know, President Rufus and mm-hmm. uh, does another, like, neat little duel fight. His dog is named
1: Dark Nation, which is really weird. That's awesome. I know. It's yeah. rad. Like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> This game has never done a good job, or this series is never going to did a good job of balancing one on one battles. Right. They always feel like they're too easy because they have to be. Like mm-hmm. any RPG where you can't, you know, lock into the attack heal cycle, mm-hmm. you need to be because you are taking attacks too soon. Like the enemies always do very little damage to you. Right. Um, because they have to. Because otherwise it would be unfair. So like anytime there's a one on one battle, it's almost just like an interactive cutscene more than anything. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So true. Um, but everybody eventually gets down to the lobby of Shenron. You know, Rufus, uh, you know, escapes on a helicopter as, as, as Shinra do. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you get this neat... I, I like the cutscene where the motorcycle is introduced. Um, mm-hmm. I don't like the actual motor motorcycle cuts or uh, uh, minigame.
1: I think the motorcycle cutscene is okay. Or the minigame is okay. Yeah. Like, I don't love it, but I, I it doesn't bother me. Yeah. Um, I even played it once in the Gold Saucer. Just where so I was like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like cool music. It's kind of satisfying the way that, like, if you knock down a motorcycle, like, the strategy comes from knocking down motorcycles that are in a row, mm-hmm. knocking down the first one and it crashing the ones behind it. Um, <sighs> the perspective is shifting really frequently. True. So it makes it hard to, to do. Like, it wouldn't work as, like, an actual arcade game. Mm-hmm. But um, it's not yeah. too bad. I love that, like, real goofy proportion truck. Yeah, it's like the this, uh, It's like a
0: Playmobil truck. It's, it's actually modeled off of uh, a, a really popular Daihatsu truck uh, that was uh, that was popular in Japan. Uh, at a certain hmm. time in the 80s. Huh. Yeah.
1: I had no idea. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I, I have no idea why I know that. <laughs> yeah, that's... <huh. laughs>
1: don't know what to make of that. Yeah. Huh. Um, but yeah, so you get to the end and you fight uh, Motorball. Yeah, uh-huh. which... <laughs> Which is,
0: which yeah. is, a, which is a good. Poor name, and also one of the hardest bosses up to this point.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's. He, I remember him being relatively tricky. Like, God help you if you die against him, though, because Ugh. like, have to do all this again. Like, you know, that's our like JRPG just frustrating thing. It's like I'm mm-hmm. I'm pretty accustomed to uh, save checkpoints, and I'm into them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I never want to do anything again more or less <laughs> like yeah you know, I, I never want to fail and have to do the same thing again unless it's dark souls and I can do it differently right. you know and do it better but like having to do this uh, motorcycle cutscene or in mini game again it would be really frustrating it's really mm-hmm. long so um, luckily I, I haven't died on I uh, didn't die on this guy um, but he is, he is a lot trickier than boss up to this point point. and you do this little after you beat him you get this little meeting section outside of midgar mm-hmm. you know and it's like oh this is what outside of midgar looks like yeah um, and uh, you know we had to go find Sephrath. You split up your party, and then the game opens up, and it's like this whole thing has just kind of been a, like a prelude mm-hmm. to the to the actual game.
0: As we said at the beginning, this episode is brought to you by Audible.com. And for you, our dear listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you an opportunity to check out their service. Since you enjoy listening to really, really long pieces of audio, we recommend The Collected Works of Marcel Proust, All Eight Books of the Dark Tower Series, The Talmud, and more. To download your free audiobook today, go to Audible Trial.com slash watch out for fireballs. Again, that's Audible Trial.com slash Watch Out for Fireballs for your free audiobook. That reveal of like getting to the world map, because by this point in the game when I first played it, like I didn't know what the game was going to be mm-hmm. and then just getting the sense that like the real final fantasy seven starts here.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like that is such a wonderful bit of like, I don't know whether to call it pacing or like milestoning or whatever, but just kind of like the whole world isn't this one city. There is this like limited, but l- limitless potential outside of it. So mm-hmm. just like, you know, the, the only comparable feeling that I can think of is like in oblivion, where you get out of the dungeon and then you get that first, or like even Fallout Three, where you get out of this underground area and you get that first glimpse of everything. Like yeah. this is a, a different flavor of that.
1: Yeah, it's neat. It's a real cool moment. It's still going to be a long time before you're actually free True. to explore this world. Like you are on tracks mm-hmm. for pretty much this this whole disc. Right. Um, but it does give that kind of illusion that there's going to be a wider scope, not just in this in the the game world, but also in the story. Um, it also symbolizes this kind of like, okay, well, we're not really so much concerned about just destroying Mako reactors now. Right. Now we know there's a, a deeper plot. Yeah. Um, and to commemorate that, you head towards a town called Calm to do like one of the biggest info dumps in like gaming. Right. Like this series of just kind of fla- like really long flashbacks. Like characters frequently stop to sum up the plot. Yeah, in this game, and it's optional. Like a character will be like, "Cloud, do you want to go through everything that's happened so far?" Th-
0: that only happens once.
1: That that happens. Well, it happens here, where it's like you can say you don't feel like talking about it, right? And then really? it happens later at uh, yeah, and then it happens later at maybe they pressure you if you say no. Right. But it's definitely you're given a choice, and the degree of detail in the flashback is up to you too. Hmm. Like when you go into other areas, you can say, "No, nah, I don't feel like talking about that," hmm. and just make a beeline towards the important point. So there are several right. points where the sum up is. So relatively optional. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So in general, I'm not a fan of exposition. I like this exposition just because it's an interesting story. Um, And kind of those little like plot checks, just kind of like, okay, let's take a bit of a breather and get, you know, get, get people up to speed. Like it makes a little bit of sense because most of your party doesn't know this stuff. And the one person yeah. who knows it doesn't say anything about how wrong you are
1: about it. Right, 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 right. Which yeah. you know that could have saved a lot of a lot of work. Like I'm, I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you know it's. I would have liked to have it a little spaced out. True. You know, as opposed to this, like it's it's huge. Like it's this huge, huge scene. But kind of if you think about it, instead of going to Calm, you're actually just going to Nibelheim in the past. Yeah, then it's not too bad. Mm-hmm.
0: I like the contrast between Calm and and Midgar. Yeah. Also, we didn't we didn't really speak, but on the world map, you you kind of get the you you see this blight that happens around these industrialized areas. I think that's real cool, and Calm just kind of exists right outside of that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So everybody is gathered in this um, inn, in Calm, and it's kind of a, you know... A calm before the storm. That, hmm. that, that I, I, want to go kill myself now.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, people it's are really like the calm before a really annoying chocobo sequence in true. the main plot. True. Are you? Are you? Unless you're talking about the storm being the flashback. I, I don't. I don't so. know. Like I don't know. I don't think I was referring to any particular storm. Yeah. <laughs> so somebody has written that. Yeah. Somebody. Some. Some. Calm. English major has like written uh, like textual analysis of this that oh, talked I'm about the symboli- you know, symbolism of calm.
0: I'm I'm positive it's on Game Facts.
1: Yeah. There's a plot and analysis
0: on there which isn't bad, but
1: Yeah. And but this is not true. It's not a call before before Storm. I know you're not saying that. I'm yeah. just saying that yeah. uh, it's
0: I already feel bad enough, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so yeah, uh you're you're in here and and people are like, Yo, Cloud, what the fuck? You seem to have a pass with Sephiroth. Please let us know what is happening.
1: Yeah, why are we hunting this guy? Yeah. You know, because essentially he just did them a favor. Right. You know, in a lot of ways. So, like, some of the animosity and impetus behind you dedicating your lives to hunting him down is a little bit, at this point, a little bit under motivated for Mm -hmm. some of the characters.
0: Yeah. And and that's kind of a trick from here on out, with like, um, you know, you're always acting against Shinra, even though your interests align. Right at at, at key points, and this becomes a real problem in Disc Two. But like right now, so so I think the impetus is the fact you know like everything is about the Promised Land right now. You know that Sephiroth is headed towards the Promised Land in order to misuse it.
1: Right, right. You know, you just kind of assume that whatever he's going because taking Cloud's word for it that whatever he's going to do with it is even worse than what Shinra is going to do with it. Right, or just as bad.
0: Like just kind of like this is a sacred place that should not be misused. Right,
1: right, 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 right yeah so um you know
0: and in response to the yo cloud what the fuck up you know cloud's like all like shit and uh no i'm sorry that was barrett um and um kind of goes back into um you know cloud's uh you know uh rookie days in soldier um uh, you know and this mission that he undertook alongside sephiroth to you know cloud's hometown of
1: nibbleheim right and we're gonna be seeing this scene several times yeah throughout the game from kind of different perspectives and with different twists um i like the way that uh this is you know so this is your hometown and the amount the content that you do that you know is kind of related to that is kind of optional and cloud is really reluctant to do it right you know it's like you're controlling him and like if you walk into a building it's like you know someone says like did you go and visit your friends and you can say like yes or no it's not important Mm -hmm. and then the story that he's telling doesn't do that yeah um and uh, if you go back and visit your mom, there's kind of this weird like time skip effect. Yeah, like it kind of jumps through, and you are very like I don't know, I don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're very petulant. Yeah, and just kind uh, of that's like
0: a- talking about like oh, you should settle down with an older girl, blah blah blah. Yep. And like you can pass it off as just kind of like oh, moms being moms, like
1: right. But that's not. There's actually more to it, <laughs> right. which we find out later.
0: Yeah, and it really interesting. So this is like the seed. This is the uh, kind of epicenter of one of the most interesting plots in the game. Or the most mm-hmm. interesting plot in the game,
1: right? Yeah, way, way more interesting than the Promised Land, right? And and all this nonsense. Like this, to me, this is the meat of the, the game. Mm-hmm. Like yep. at the beginning of that, and um, and it, all the the other rest of the stuff is kind of just set dressing to kind of do this stuff. It, it it is so
0: much the meat that you know. This is spoilers for the rest of it. I can forgive most of the other misgivings for how interesting this is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, like I can forgive it. I don't know if it's not like you could, you can make a game that's just about some of these themes and it would be fine. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like it would be, it would be good, yeah. you know, without adding the window dressing. So I can forgive mm-hmm. it, but it still becomes like the editor in me doesn't want things I can merely forgive mm-hmm. in, in my work. Like I want to get rid of anything that is not great. True. You know, that's not advancing things. Yeah. So like the part of me that looks at a, a, a work is, and thinks like, what can I take away from it? Like what mm-hmm. could it survive without? wants to get rid of you know, a lot of the stuff that we've just dealt with. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, and and um, it's this... It, I don't know. I think the Midgar section is all I like, all really I like the Midgar section. I, yeah. mean, I guess
1: I meant more like the the plot stuff that comes... like the Promised Land, Mako, you know, that stuff that kind of comes through. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> like, some of it is better than others. Yeah. Um, the kind of takeaway here, you know, you get an idea of Sephiroth. You need to control him in a battle, which yeah, is kind of yeah. funny. He has all the maximum spells and everything like that and he's invincible it's and like you just the- die. <laughs> Like, does it hurt to die and then come back with a phoenix down? Because I imagine it does. So, and he he takes level one cloud into this battle. <laughs> <so frequently.
0: laughs> yes, he does. So yeah. it, it's like the beginning of a Metroid game with uh, with Sephiroth. He has all the level three uh, uh, elemental spells and everything, and he does multi thousands of, of damage. So, so, so the idea here is that this you know this this reactor is leaking radiation or whatever and mutating these monsters that are attacking Nibelheim. Right mm-hmm. and you know Sephiroth is making quick work of them um the 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 conceit around Phoenix Downs is that they don't bring you back to life it's not like you know you come back after seeing the tunnel of light and you can now only speak in like you know these howling winds and you only right. see light or whatever <laughs> well I guess we all only see light uh, but um, <laughs> but 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 it's that it brings you back from the brink or like from fainting or being, uh, being you know, subdued out.
1: yeah or what have you Which yeah is... it just seems cruel to bring cloud
0: to fight these like
1: gigantic things <laughs> yeah Um well, it constantly brings you back to life but, well they're not really
0: bringing cloud but <laughs> yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so... but yeah it, it, whoever he brought right um yeah so the big thing is you know you have to go back to the reactor this is the first one that they built um and then the uh Tifa is your guide for this right. and a little like she has a little adorable cowboy hat Yeah yeah on yep mm-hmm. and uh you're heading up through the the mountains to find the the reactor and you find um yeah in this nuclear reactor like not very <laughs> well hidden one, uh, they're breeding monsters in tanks.
2: Yeah, like these, they're inf-
1: infusing humans with Mako. These horrifying survival horror monsters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, or just you know, kill me. Why do yeah. I feel pain? Yeah, well, it's not. It's not just um,
0: you know Mako. It's it's Genova cells because this yeah, is where Genova is yeah, yeah. being kept.
1: Yeah, that's what I meant. It was Genova cells. Yeah, um, because the soldier are, are Mako infused humans. This is. They're they're also Genova.
0: They're they're also right. Exactly. Like it
1: gets a little confusing though. A lot of people get confused with a lot of things. (laughs) So, um, yeah, and so seeing Genova kind of freaks Sephiroth out, and you go and you stay in this like Shinra kept this kind of mansion in the town. Yeah. Well, and uh, like like you
0: know you know Sephiroth who like up to this point is just kind of like you know an ace. You know, it's kind of like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you know, we're just here taking care of this thing. Like, Cloud is talking to him, and they're just kind of shooting the shit about, you know, where they're from and blah, blah, blah. You know, Sephiroth's like, oh, you're from here, right? You know, et cetera, et cetera. And then Sephiroth reveals, hey, A, my my mother's, you know, her name was Jenova. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she died in birth or whatever it was. And my father, uh, you know, let's just say he had problems. Right, you, you know, right. so that, so that's all you know. So when he sees this big tank that says Genova on it, and it's filled with a cosmic monster, um, right, right, <laughs> that, and that, he doesn't,
1: yeah, he, he has to know something up to this point too, though, as opposed to like, like my mother's name is Patricia. If I saw like a big tank with a cosmic monster that was marked Patricia, <laughs> I wouldn't automatically assume like I was born from the cosmic monster. Like, I think you know he doesn't he, like it. See, that seems like a big leap for him like i get it
0: yeah who knows how who knows how common the name Genova
1: is yeah yeah or it could be very uncommon but it doesn't need to be unique right now you would know? be like huh that's weird what, what's going on here like so, and i guess that's what he does he goes and does some research
0: so there are a multitude of sites that are dedicated towards like tracking names across the world i think there are roughly uh 12 to 14 other coals spelled with a k in the world hmm. right now um based on these uh sites that I've seen. I want to know how many people are named Genova on planet Earth.
1: Oh, probably just a couple like sad kids whose <laughs> parents. Like this is the age where people are going to start doing that. Like some people who play this game probably have had babies by now. Yeah, true. And uh quite a few of them. Yeah. And uh yeah. <laughs> There's probably more heiresses. Oh I know an heiress. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Well huh. I, I know
0: I know a set of parents. It was an old boss of mine who named their kid Eris. He is a super nice dude, and she is a super cute baby. I see pictures of her on face on Facebook all the time. But yeah, her name's Eris, and yeah. that 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 is a perfectly fine name.
1: Yeah, it's fine. I think it's a little derpy to name your baby after a JRPG game. <laughs> I wouldn't do it as much as I, even as much as I like it. Like mm-hmm. I think that's a little it's a little bit much. Nothing personal against those dudes. Yeah.
0: I, I, just, uh, I just want to say, and <laughs> I don't think he listens. Yeah. But I know that I know that that is a thing. So that 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 is huh. kind of why I ask how many people are named Genova. <laughs>
1: Probably some. Yeah.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, Prop- but if you if you saw like a tank with a monster in it and it said coal, even though coal is an extremely rare name, <laughs> I don't think you would burn down the town and automatically, <laughs> like, just, <laughs> you know. Um well, be yeah, your
0: first stop. I think that you're underestimating how fragile my psyche is, Gary.
1: Yeah, and how much you yeah, how <laughs> how much like burning down towns <laughs> you um, have
0: inside you. I think I have like six or seven towns burned down
1: inside of me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Not really authorities, please.
1: Um Anywho, um so you go and you you do some you once you see this genova thing, it does break your brain. You go and do some research in the basement. Uh, this mansion and find out about all the the experiments that were conducted
0: in this awesome Lovecraftian like kind of thing. So yeah, I love
1: love the way that basement looks.
0: Yeah. Oh, so, so cool. Like this whole, this whole mansion. So it's just kind of like, hey, Shinra people are going to research here. So we're going to build this place and it's going to be and, you know, it's going to be their place to live while they're, while they're here. And then just, you are going to look for Sephiroth after he kind of has this little miniature freak out. Right. Mm-hmm. And him just the, this awesome, like time-lapse intercut kind of thing. This is okay. So this is like a great, um, instance of like editing in games and it kind of speaks to the cinematic nature of it. This is the first kind of like, it, you know, uh, uh, real prominent instance i can see but you have to appreciate just how tightly this is edited right yeah this particular yeah. section
1: yeah i would agree yeah um yeah and it's kind of cool just the way that like he disappears and you have control over your character and just kind of have to look for him like people are just yeah he's been holed up in the mansion for for days you know um and just kind of having to find him like you have this weird mm-hmm. sense of like this fearing of being a kid and like adults are doing stuff <laughs> yeah. you know like this like he's dealing with stuff that you are not Prepared for. And part of that was just like the feeling I got when I played it when it first came out because I was pretty young. Right. Um, and then also just like Cloud having that as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't necessarily understand what what happens. Yeah. Um, you find out um, that Genova is an ancient, or so they say. Right. Um, you know, not actually the case, but that's what you find out. And uh, the Cetra were aliens and uh, humans, you know, kind of broke off to settle down uh, from, or humans broke off from the Cetra. To sell right. down from world harvesting, the cetera, went to a world and then would move on to another world. Right. And uh, humans were, were an offshoot of that. Right. Um, is what this research says. Yeah, yeah. But so, this game, like a big like unreliable narrator pileup mm-hmm. going on. Which, again, fucking sweet. Yeah, pretty <laughs> neat. Some of that falls down in the translation. Like some of yeah. that ends up kind of expressing itself as just confusion. Because of like how the story is told mm-hmm. not so much what the story is like I think that's cool that that's a little misleading and that people are obviously wrong and everything like that but the way it could have been articulated a little bit more uh, directly and artfully mm-hmm. like the, what the actual story is so yeah. like when people charge this game with just being confusing it's because the the way that it's handled that you've been giving given false information in the past mm-hmm. is not underlined in a way that you know, like a novel would, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, it's not the focus of which, so it's like, I feel like that handling of that is a little bit sloppy. It's it's a super cool idea, but it's mildly poorly expressed.
0: It's, it's a little, it's, it's sloppy in that the contradictions seem to be accidental when they are actually not right. If they're accidental, it's a, you know, it's a sign of incompetence. If they're intentional, it's a sign of, you know, them manipulating you in a way that could be really cool. Right. Right. So the, you know, they, they gambled and lost, um, just because of, you know, the limitations, you know, of, of them adapting this for a different audience. Right.
1: Right. right. Yeah. And I think that probably a lot of that did have to do with just translation. Yeah. Like just kind of being like some of the nuance, some of the, like the subtle hints that would all add up to you understanding, you know, being more suspicious, and kind of understanding what's going on are just aren't there.
0: Yeah. And, you know, this is something, I know people listen to these episodes who haven't played the game or intend to play or something like that. But I would say to anybody who is approaching this, either, you know, for a second time after having played it, you know, roughly around the time when it came out or for the first time, you know, just like you would look at the graphics and be able to forgive them, you know, maybe, maybe not, uh, depending on who you are and your dispositions. um, There's a certain amount of Vaseline that you can put over the translation in order, in order to really enjoy it. And if you can kind of fill in the nuances that are either misrepresented or underrepresented, it is really enjoyable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, would, I mean, I would, I would agree with that. Like yeah. it, it doesn't mean that it's not kind of a ding right, on the game. Right. Like it's not, you know, it is a fault that the game has. The actual However, product is flawed. Yeah. But if you look at the intention of, of this little bit, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. So – and you can still take some some joy out of that without having it articulate perfectly, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. <sighs> Man, I love it so much. Yeah, it's – I mean, it's I, really I've, good. I've said it
0: 17 different
1: times. It's so. interesting too because it's like I, I don't remember you and and this is – I'm not starting a nerd war or sounding accusatory. <laughs> but I don't remember the same kind of like keeping praise on six. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if your if your opinions have changed on that or whether you still because I consider six to be a better game mm-hmm. than this. Oh, but. I consider
0: it to be a better game. I consider seven to be a better experience., hmm. which yeah. is a really subtle distinction. I hate the word nuance, but I think that it's there., um, yeah. you know, I just think that this is a little bit more ambitious. Um, the, it's the, the, definitely the a little ben bit Six more course. ambitious yeah which i can appreciate ambition i i you know i can appreciate unfulfilled ambition in a way that will um you know uh, trump my appreciation of actually fulfilled competence
1: yeah i can i can in a lot of ways too and that's yeah. not to say like final fantasy 6 has no no ambition to oh it. yeah yeah i mean, but, I
0: mean uh, they, they ended the world halfway through that's yeah like a they're, gigantic they're,
1: that's a pre- thing yeah it's a pretty i mean that that's a great game yeah um <laughs>
0: Yeah. And, but there, there, there's no reason that all games can't be good.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I'm just saying it's, it's yeah, even, even that aspect of it, mm-hmm. even the, uh, the kind of daringness and, and story yeah. and stuff is really cool.
0: And it's, it's, it's also, it's also, you know, a product of, I played final fantasy seven when I was 10, 11 years old. In fact, right. I got it just after my 10th birthday. Right. Um, and you know there's there's a huge amount of nostalgia here. We'll talk about that in the in the reflections spot yeah. whenever we record that. Right. But uh, <laughs> you know I played Final Fantasy Six you know later after that, like when it came out in the anthology. You know yeah. So like okay. if, if we were talking about Final Fantasy four, I would be gushing even more. So
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting too because I like Final Fantasy four a whole lot. But out of the, I mean, I think I like it more than I think it's a better game. Probably even than I think this one is like I really like yep. this game. I agree. But um, I like six more. Yeah. Anywho, Um not to have like we we're turning into everything we hate. Um, <laughs> I don't even, I don't even know. I think that this is this is a very measured conversation. Yeah, it is, it is pretty much it. Yeah. Um in any case, uh, Nibelheim burns. Severoth cannot handle finding out that his mother was an alien. Right. And he Um,
0: he also cannot handle that, like, he now views all of humanity as traitors to his birthright.
1: Right. Right, right, right. And uh, it reminds me of, I I said this in in text or on the phone with you, um, that it reminds me of that uh, Grant Morrison, New X-Men, Riot Xavier. Oh, yeah. The character who, like, finds out he's adopted. Yeah. And it breaks his brain is that and, like, is that
0: a spoiler to say who that was so people knew who we're talking about
1: or um yeah i mean it's a, it's an old comic you should read it but quentin and it's actually it's right that no it's not a spoiler because it's the first thing that happens in the first issue of the arc um, quentin choir yeah um finds out that he's adopted and becomes a uh, kid omega but it's just mm-hmm. like cool like the way that he deals with the traumatic information reminds me of this mm-hmm. you know um and it is really really neat and is like the super you know really famous like if you have a Final Fantasy VII wall scroll, there's a really good chance that it's Sephiroth standing in a bunch of fire Yeah, from this scene. It's a good scene. It is a good. It is a good scene. I don't know if it's quite wall scroll worthy. I, it takes a lot to get on one of my wall scrolls, but the uh, um,
0: You're, you you have ten spots for wall scrolls, and it is incredibly heavily yeah. curated and vetted.
1: A, yeah, a, waifu, 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 waifu. <laughs> so, in order for Sephiroth to become one of your waifus, yeah, exactly. He's got to go to the honey Inn. He's got to put on <laughs> a, a silky dress, a sheenful panties, and wear the deodorant. <laughs> And then he gets to become my prime waifu. Also
0: a back brace. Yeah. <laughs> he's carrying around that huge sword all the time. He's going to have... Yeah, I know. has
1: got a terrible posture. Some minor scoliosis. <laughs> yeah. Yep, Um, The big thing, so after he sets the town on fire, um, he goes up to grab Genova mm-hmm. and abscond with her. And uh, he uh, he's killed all of his soldiers who have escorted him up there. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, he slashes at um, Tifa first, like knocks her down right. and you kind of just leave her, you know, like it's kind of meaning that she's not killed right. and then you go up to confront him and, uh, and that's kind of just that there's not, it doesn't really articulate and nobody buys it.
0: Yeah. And and, and that's one of those awesome things where it's just kind of like, this is a huge hole. Like the the, the whole flashback cuts away like with you charging at him saying like, this is a super soldier. You've demonstrated in the lead up to this that he can kill any monstrosity that's coming at him. How are you alive?
1: And that you're really weak. Like the game's really intentionable, intention, intentionable, very intent. (laughs) uh, It's very intent intentional yeah, yeah and, my, intentional that's <laughs> intentional rich, there we yeah go. It's, it's very intentional the way that you've done those gameplay sequences that you know Sephiroth is there there's no stakes mm-hmm. but it's showing you how powerful he is and how weak you are to make you cast out on this and that's one of those nuances that's lost right and people look at it and they're like this doesn't make any sense it's not supposed to make sense the characters don't believe it either but it doesn't come across really well mm-hmm. but if you can you know if you can stretch mm-hmm. to it it's really neat yeah most
0: notably Tifa doesn't
1: call you out on any of this yeah. Yeah. Well she could she could save a lot of heartache. <laughs> like, but at the same time, like the kind of confidence with which Cloud is, you know, declaring these things, like, you know, maybe it's like a don't wake a sleepwalker kind of thing. Ah, true. You know, like this is gonna this would be bad for him. hmm You know, I don't know that for sure, but right. um anywho, so that that's kinda like one broken, distorted piece of the backstory. You're yeah. getting in a big chunk. Mm-hmm. Um, you find out that in order to get into the mines to follow Sephiroth, you have to go through this swamp where there's the uh, the Midgar Zolom, Yeah. which is a gigantic worm that I swear you can actually beat. You can. Yeah. Yeah. It's just really difficult. Yeah. Um, but the, the quicker way to do it is to get a chocobo mm. and because they can outrun it and you yeah. do this. Uh, it's teaching you about chocobos in this game.
0: Right. Right. Um, so you have to have a specific materia uh, that you get from the chocobo farm um, <laughs> mm-hmm. after you show up and they do a little dance. Uh, yeah
1: which is super cute yep um and you get a you get a summon like a summon chocobo, which is one of the worst summons in the game, but it's the first one you get
0: it, it is actually incredibly useful so if you pair it with added effect, it'll paralyze whatever you attack oh really yeah huh. so that like that 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 is um a, a way to really be overpowered against a lot of enemies so if you put that with cloud or whoever attacks the most um yeah yeah. I tend
1: to, like, my setup, and we'll probably talk about it a little bit later when our vocabulary increases, um, has, has been to put, um, give somebody that counter counter back row long range cover and then give them um, death added effect. Mm. So there's a good chance whenever they counter that they can, you know, kill, if, since they're attacking so many times, that they'll instantly kill yeah. a bunch of guys. I, but yeah, I, that's a, I didn't realize I did that if you did added effect with that.
0: I do the same with contain. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, like, the, there, there are fewer things immune to the various status effects with contain than death.
1: Yeah. 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 You can also do it with the, with time one if I didn't want to have time on all, uh, <laughs> so I can haste all my guys at once.
0: True. Um, but there's no use having that if you have the enemy skill and big guard, but we'll yeah. get to that. <laughs> so. Yeah.
1: Enemy skill is, like, yeah, That's it's one of those things. There are a lot of things in this game, a lot of systems and powerful things that just require a lot of farming. Yeah. like uh, Like, I like enemy skill, but I don't use it very often mm-hmm. just because I don't feel like hunting them down.
0: Yeah. There are like six or seven that you can get that can just totally break the game. And that's actually um, cogent to this conversation because if you are able to beat uh, the Midgar Zolom or whatever his name is, um, which actually does reference something from Norse mythology, um, he he does do like a a literal disc one nuke, which is the beta um, skill, which gives you access to something that is as powerful as Fire 3 that attacks everybody by default um, for less uh, MP. So if you're able to survive that, you actually uh, can stand to gain um, very, very, uh, um, you know,
1: Mm -hmm. lucratively. Yeah, Yeah. very powerful uh, item, which you don't really need to go out of your way to break this game um, until the end when you're fighting the weapons and then (laughs) you very much and then there's no way to continue without breaking the game. (laughs) Um, But yeah, if you want to do that. Uh, summons are really cool in this game. It's very interesting the Mm -hmm. way that they did that. Um, I remember being a kid, uh, having, booting up this game and just showing people summons. Yeah. They were so impressive. Like I was just like, check this out. Bam. If Um, (laughs) there's a, the game took a long, like it never got, did they, uh, Final Fantasy has never allowed you to skip these? No, no. And like, why would they not do that? Like they've taken, they make little steps. Like, each game after this one makes successive steps towards making it yeah. more tolerable. So, um, so I, think, but,
0: I think that in... What is it? In 9, they have, like, a long version and a short version. Uh, the long in, version only shows up, like, uh, every once in a while and does extra
1: stuff. In Well, so in 8... Um, I guess in eight nine it's the same. They both have a long version and a short version. Yeah. The first time you do the summon, it's going to do the long version. After that, it will do the short version. Right. Except it'll randomly do the long version. But there's a thing you can equip that allows you to boost. Right. So by you tapping just the button, mash so you have a little bit square, of square. Like, yeah. Yeah, and then but you have to not mash it when it has an X over it. Right. You know. So it, and that can boost your damage. So they try to engage you during this unskippable cutscene, mm-hmm. um, which I would have much rather just been able to skip it. Right. Like they're cool. Mm-hmm. I like watching them once or twice, but I just. It made me not want to use summons very often in this game, just because I didn't feel like watching them. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, and it's good because like you can only use them
1: so many times per battle. It's so. how it's whatever their level is. Yeah. So as you level them up, they don't get more powerful. You just get to use them mm-hmm. more times per battle. So for some, you know, uh, some summons that's really cool because they're they are really powerful. But a lot of the early ones you get get outclassed by magic and weapons really quickly.
0: Yeah, real quick. Um, At least none of them are as long as Eden. I think Eden in Final Fantasy VIII is roughly like three minutes long.
1: How long is Knights of the Round?
0: Knights of the Round is like like a minute 50.
1: Okay. Still, either, both of which are too long. Yep. Like, at that point, you're splitting (laughs) hairs at like a, not you, but I'm just saying like, you know, at that point, in for a penny, and for a pound. Like, right. I'm already bored and have to figure out something else to do. Yeah,
0: I'm. I'm already like picking yeah. up my notepad and taking notes over the thing that I just played. Yeah,
1: yep. yeah, yeah. So, um, getting chocobos is a is a this for some reason like got on my nerves this time. I don't find it inherently bad, but it might have just been a mood thing. Um, the way it works is like you have to, you know, you attract them when you're on their tracks, and then you have to. Uh, distract them with greens, mm-hmm. and then kill everyone around them while they're still eating. The annoying part being that, like, sometimes they can move before you can move. Sometimes you attack a guy, you queue up another guy to attack, attack him. He dies in the first one, and then that second guy attacks the chocobo. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a pain in the ass to do, yeah. and I don't find myself getting them very often. Like, I'll probably <sighs> do a little bit of breeding, but I don't often ride them. So yeah, in game,
0: you're only required to do it once for plot
1: reasons. Yeah, um, and
0: then the rest of it is if you're opting into it.
1: Yeah, and it is there are advantages like there are no encounters. Oh yeah, when you're on Chocobo, so it's like it kind of speaks to that annoying, you know, but it doesn't speak to it in dungeons or anything. Just right. if you want to avoid encounters on the overworld.
0: Yeah. Yep. So you get that. I love the Surf Chocobo theme. That's <laughs> so good. <laughs> like, the, like this, this has the two best Chocobo themes in the in the series. I think the Surf Chocobo and the uh, and the hoedown Chocobo. Oh, uh, Final Fantasy 8 has a real good. Yeah, I know it does, but another. I like these better. Oh, okay, <laughs> I went to, I went on a <laughs> grand tour oh. <laughs> of Chocobo themes. I was like, I like the Samba de Chocobo, but uh, Surf and Hoedown Chocobo are the best.
1: My uh my video game cover band covered the Final Fantasy 8 one. Oh yeah, so, yeah, oh. those are all super fun. Um, they they're all all of them are all good.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so anyway, so you get the chocobo and you get into the uh, the mithril mines. There's not much to be said um, here. Like uh, you run into the Turks. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, but uh, the, the, there is kind of like a minor plot point. You see
0: the Midgar Zolom kind of like crucified on this tree before you entered it. Uh, enter it, which is just kind of like saying, yeah, Sephiroth is for real. This person that you're chasing after can just completely rock this creature that you've had to take great measures to avoid.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I suppose, but they've already shown that it's redundant. Like they've already yeah. gone all their way to show that time and time and time and time and time again. It's, like, a, a, co- point, it's a cool image though. It, it's fine. Like it looks cool. I just get fatigued at the game, you know, communicating the same idea to me over and over at a certain point, you know? True. Like I, I get it. I just don't think it adds too much,
0: right.
1: you know, or I think it adds nothing. It's, it's an okay image, mm-hmm. but it doesn't add, it doesn't need to be there. Again, the editor in me is just like, we get it. You yeah. know, um, you were into Elena, who's kind of like the newbie Turk, mm-hmm. um, who he was fucking up and giving you information that you don't. Yeah. She's like far too zealous. Yeah. She's Yeah. She's constantly just like, yeah, you'll never make it to Junon where we're going next. <laughs> and she's always saying things like that. And uh, everybody yeah. gives her shit about it.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: it's it's good. Comic relief. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, for Condor, mm-hmm. like here, here's a real kind of infamous minigame. Yeah. And weird thing. Like I've never been. I've successfully completed Fort Condor I've never been really good at it and I didn't understand it when I first played it when I was younger like mm-hmm. I understand it now more than I have played RTS's yeah it's a cool thing like I like the idea of these people have kind of continuously been holding out uh, against the Shinra mm-hmm. and that you can contribute with money or you can contribute by like being there and battling and stuff like I like the idea yeah of Fort Condor I just it needs to move a little snappier yeah that like and th- th- that there to be me. fewer unit types mm-hmm like where there's six different kinds of every unit who all have rock paper scissor affinities. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's a little too complicated. Yeah. Like so. Mm. So it never
0: bothered me before this playthrough. Honestly, I've always I've always done the the four condor battles after every major plot point that I could. Oh really? Yeah. Like like I've always done them, but like on this one, I just had no patience. And yeah. like you have to understand that I went into a fucking zone.
1: With this yeah. game
0: on this playthrough.
1: Cole has a lot of patience.
0: Yeah. Um. <laughs> and, and, and so, like, it is. it was just weird that I was like, I did the one, and it was like, why is my cursor
1: moving so slow? Why yep. is the fastest speed so insufferable? <laughs> yep, yep. And you don't really—so the so coming back here, you know, you do it the first time, and you get a, a good weapon for uh, Red Thirteen. Mm-hmm. It's the magic comb. Um, but then after— uh, after that, you can go after every major plot event, and there's another battle. But you, there's kind of diminishing returns. Like a lot of times, you're just going to get, excuse me, like a mega ether, right? You know, things like that. So it's not really worth doing. In the the side quest kind of wrap up, you can come back here and get. Um, this is where you get Phoenix, right?
0: Yeah, that's that, that, that's where you get Phoenix. But that's not a wrap up. That is like actual plot event.
1: Okay, I couldn't remember bit, to, to
0: get a big materia. Yeah,
1: I just knew that you did it. I couldn't remember if. Uh... So they're introducing this thing to you that you're going to have to do later. Right. Um, it's just it's a, a weird. Kind of hybrid tower defense RTS. Yeah. (laughs) Tower
0: tower defense 10 years before tower defense was a thing.
1: Yeah. Like, that's what it reminded me of when I played it this time, though, with all this, like, standing units Mm -hmm. and stuff that you can make and just the fact that everything moves so slowly. Um, That I think is brought down just by the fact that there are just too many types. Right. Things. So, um, really neat, ambitious idea. A little bit frustrating. Yeah. This is
0: also the uh, first area where you get forest, which is the, uh, uh, which means that this is where you can first encounter Yuffie. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Oh. Um, which I say Yuffie. I don't know if that's correct, but that's just how I have always <sighs> pronounced it. So we're gonna. says so, yeah, just yeah. <laughs> forgive just us. Just accept, accept both. Um, the uh, I didn't get her until later, but yeah, you can get her early on. And if you want to use her, like like if you're anything like me, getting to your end game party as soon as possible is really satisfying. Yeah. So if you're planning on using her, and she's considered kind of like you know Uber tier, just because mm-hmm. she has uh, what differentiates. If you're serious about like you know Final Fantasy VII, I almost like competitive, <laughs> but like if you're serious <laughs> about like you know really min maxing, you want somebody with limit breaks that attack multiple times because right. you're going to hit that nine 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 ceiling mm-hmm. with each hit eventually. So you take somebody like Sid, who's like best limit breaks, you know, only hit a couple of times. You take someone as Yuffie. And I think her best one is like Blood Fury or something like that. It's like thirty-two hits. Yeah. So if you max her out, you can do insane damage. Yeah. Um, I just don't like her very much. I don't end up using her. Mm-hmm. Like so. Yeah.
0: I like her a lot, uh, specifically because of gameplay reasons. She's one of the better ranged uh, people. Uh, I would use Vincent because his general combat stats are better than Yuffie's. Um,
1: mm-hmm. Or, or limit breaks are kind of a.
0: Yeah, they're they they're they're not dependable. Um, yeah. Whereas Yuffies are. Um, but, uh, but, but yeah, I, I generally pick her up and then I sub her out. So my end game party is uh cloud Sid and then either red 13 or Yuffie, depending on who you yeah. have.
1: Yeah. So, so this, th- this, uh, this round I'm using cloud Sid and Vincent mm-hmm. just because I want to recreate my first playthrough. Oh, yeah. I almost didn't. I was going to use Barrett instead of Vincent, but like after Barrett kind of blows his load on his backstory, like he doesn't <laughs> do very much right. in the game. And I didn't, and, uh, you know, even though he does kind of have better, better limit breaks, but I think mm-hmm. Vincent has better stats Yeah, and just like, you know, he looks cool. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's, oh, yeah. that's why I ended up taking him. And it's weird because that counts for something. Yeah. Yeah. That's part of it. You're just kind of making choices as to who you like a little bit more than you were in six mm-hmm. where like you, you could make choices based on that. Like everybody was viable. Yeah. If you liked somebody play them mm-hmm. in six, but the differences are, are minimized a little bit. So you're just kind of like choosing who, not just who looks coolest, but like also who you want to have around. Right. You know, and just who's like I just like, oh this this person looks cool and I like their backstory. And that was before I watched like a let's play of Dirge of Cerberus. So like <laughs> now I don't think so, but <laughs> at the time I thought he was pretty cool. And we both love Sid. Yeah. is my favorite character in this game. Yeah, yeah. Um, Agreed. High five, so, Sid Buddy. Yeah, Sid Buddy. <laughs> um yeah, so you, you can get Yuffie. The way you get her is really interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you um you encounter her as a uh you know, kind of random uh monster fight. Um, you beat her, you know, just because that's what happens. You outnumber her or whatever. (laughs) Um, and then you go onto this uh, little screen where she just kind of asks you this series of questions, you know, saying, you know, trying to puff herself up saying like, Oh, are you afraid of me? Yeah, I'm afraid of you. And if you read, if you read all the responses as sarcastic it's kind of like, well,
1: I'm going to run. Well,
0: no, no, don't
1: run. (laughs) <laughs> right, right, you had to yeah, you have to kind of like bait her, yeah, yeah in into staying, you know because uh so she's run away, and also what's really awesome is she's a thief, so if you turn your back, if you use a save point, if you go into the menu at all, yeah. she takes that opportunity to <laughs> get out of dodge
0: to take money from you, she takes yeah. money, um, and then when you eventually get her to join you, you get some of the money back, but not all of it.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. She's, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Like this this idea, you can't take your eyes off of her. Right. Um, she is a part of a really annoying side quest later that we'll talk about. It's not that bad of a side quest, but I uh, sort of hate the way that it's thrust upon you.
0: Yeah. It comes at an annoying time. I like the side yeah. quest, but, but, but like yeah. if you, if you're going to run into it, you're never going to run into it at, at a convenient time.
1: Well, yeah. And, and you, you have no, you're not opting in. Like you, it's, and unlike just going to a big dungeon and knowing you're going to fight it, it, it just happens. Right. So, you just happen to be wandering through an area exploring and it just happens to you. Mm -hmm. So that's, that, that has engendered some of my badwill towards you. Um, so you head towards, uh, Junin, which is a huge area. Yeah. Like, and it's a weird, this is a weird town because a lot of it is hidden. Mm -hmm. Like though, I could not draw a map of Junin.
0: No, no. Like if if you put a a gun
1: to my head, (laughs) good night,
0: but put a gun to your head, gave you a fiddle and said, draw a map.
1: yeah i yeah. i could not there's no way yeah there's just no way
0: it's it's weird geometry so they're they're kind of per, trying to portray it as like the military uh center of like midgar's or, or shinra's power right as a gigantic
1: gun like there's just <laughs> a big gun pointing towards another coast which actually points towards uh iwutai uh, i think which uh-huh. makes sense like yeah, doesn't that I go po- no well there's is there a continent between there?
0: It po- yeah um, it, it points west. Like the the, the, the continent that Coral uh, and Nibelheim are on um is in between there. But like, okay. you know they, they they demonstrate later on that they can move it at will. So Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um just I was thinking it would tie into that wu war. Yeah. Um the uh yeah, so it's like the military industrial center of the world and they kind of mm-hmm. have a micro midgar going on where there's kinda of like the slum area down by the docks. Yeah the Fisher people live in, and then the kind of the civilized area up front.
0: It's more intact. Like, like they, they still have their, you know, villager identity and, you know, yeah. there like they,
1: yeah.
0: But, uh, this kind of enters. So I don't like the lead up to June. I like June in itself, but kind of going to the coast and trying to find your way up, uh, the, you know, the, to, to the, to the superstructure is really annoying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you do this like kind of series of weird So when you get there and you run into this little girl, Mm -hmm. like, in order to climb up to the top of the tower, you have to climb this electrical fence thing by fighting this monster called Bottom Swell. Yeah. Um, And she has a friend who's a dolphin who, like, I mean, it's just kind of, like, it's pretty silly. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So...
0: Yeah. So you fight bottom soul, the, the the fight's pretty interesting because it will like he does something kind of like Reno and that he will disable or sl- I think it's slow one of your one of your people by putting a water polo around it. Yeah. Not yeah. sure. <laughs> what? Like Like it was supposed to be like a water bolo? I think so. Yeah. That, that that's that, that's what I thought too. Although water polo would actually foreshadow what happens in Final Fantasy 10.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. So yeah. distracted by Blitzball. Yeah. Um, um yeah. it
0: immobilizes you and puts drain on and you can break it with magic, but uh Yeah. yeah. It's also um, um one of the boss fights that you need long range to attack. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yep, yeah. Which it makes it nice that you get Yuffie here so you could potentially have two long range characters yeah they who are inherently long range if or, you want to. Th- or three if you put the uh with long the material, Range on yeah. Cloud, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah so you uh, and then after you you beat him, you get Shiva, get another mm-hmm. summon, yep and uh you do this c p r mini game mm-hmm. uh to save this little girl's life, in which like you inhale the contents <laughs> of like uh, several air mattresses
2: yeah.
1: like it's amazing <laughs> like you just keep breathing in without breathing out like you can't you can't person- no you don't like you you can't personate it because it's that like ten times it's like <gasps> 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 like and it just keeps going like way. You know, and then, yeah. And then it doesn't count as CP- It doesn't count as air unless you have a maximum <laughs> amount of lungful. Yeah, which,
0: which is a way to, like, poison yourself and die.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and can you lose it? Like, I felt like I was fucking up, yeah. you know, because I – but she's fine. She just kept living.
2: Um,
1: I don't know if you can even lose this thing. This is one of those – when I talk about it, like, having this wide uh, array of experiences, like, this is one of the dumber, like, throwaway things that's poorly explained. Like, yeah. I don't feel like the CPR thing adds very much. Yeah, it falls flat on its face. Yeah. Yep, And then after you bring it back, she gives you this whistle that you can call the dolphin <laughs> under you to jump up and try to jump onto the tower. And, like, surely, like, one of the, like, least simple ways to get into the, yeah. <laughs> like, trick the guard or something. Like, this is really ridiculous.
0: Yeah. <laughs> this is, like, some Gabriel Knight 3 level shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally, totally. Like, it's, it's odd. Like, it is an odd adventure game kind of thing. Yeah. Um, when you get up into Junin, it's pretty interesting, though, because, like, there's a lot of shops, a lot of bars. Like, it's the biggest town. You know, mm-hmm. we've uh we've been in right
0: so far, and like interesting shops. Like you go to this three level shop that has like different like different sales strategies. <laughs> like mm. like one of them has like attractive ladies who like dote on you in order to get you to uh to to, to buy more stuff and things. Like there, yeah. there, there there's a culture here.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's and there's you find all these desertings or like soldiers too that are just kind of lazing about. Yeah, you know, yeah, who don't want to go back to work. Like this is kind of if the game is going to show you any color to Shinra. Mm-hmm or any shade to it. This is where they do it by showing the like kind of man on the street, you know, just like, look, I just want to get along. Like I'm the soldier because I need money. Yeah. I'm not a true believer. Like I'm here for the the benefits. Yeah, totally. The rank and file soldiers in, uh, in Shinra are not necessarily bad guys. Not monsters. No. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, uh, you get here and you know, you quickly find yourself in a, you know, in a situation where you have to disguise yourself as an enemy soldier, um, in in order to kind of like figure out what's happening. Right.
1: And that's kind of, like, funny, the, the way that works out. Like, you you know, you're, you're doing drills with them. <laughs> yeah. um, you teach them the victory pose yeah, like that you do like in battles. I love,
0: I love the way that that pays off later, too.
1: Yeah, but. that's super cute and excellent. And you do this weird little uh, marching minigame, mm-hmm. um, which I is hard to do like you have to move way earlier than you think you do
0: yeah so you have to move before the formation that comes out like you know that that, that you're trying to join comes at you
1: yeah. yeah yep and then um if you fail it like you if you do well you get a really good item mm-hmm. if you fail it though you get a uh, they send you like send that soldier a bomb <laughs> and then you get a grenade in your uh, inventory which it's, is funny it's like something out of metal gear <laughs> yep yep yep
0: yeah um, but uh, I I love the kind of meta story around that, like why you fail, because this is being televised. And like, it's yeah. like this sure. is this is a whole pageant being thrown in order to introduce rufus as like the new leader of the world essentially yeah and so yeah. like all, like all of these all of these drills and marches and stuff are trying to generate confidence in the populace so there's ratings like television ratings they're being tracked in real time somehow by the by the yeah. by the nielsen <laughs> audience is blinking <Yeah>. um, <laughs> um and so like you know you have to like finish above a certain threshold in order to actually win yeah yeah,
1: it's it's super neat. Yeah, um, I, I really like that that part of this segment. And then also you're hearing rumors of Sephiroth is kind of floating around. Yeah, a little bit, and that pays off in a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I missed this. Whatever this next thing is in the notes, like this uh, ghost tutorial.
0: Oh room. yeah, so it's in it's in like the shop um, kind of district. Like you go down to a basement, and it's a it's a repeat of the tutorial room uh, that was in Sector Seven. Mm-hmm. Um, except and like it, it tips his hand a lot because like a bunch of them are like weird, transparent people who say like, you're not really who you think you are, blah, blah, blah. Like in really, huh. in really like, um, you know, kind of like suggestive tones. So knowing, knowing what we know about the plot of this, like it, it, it comes across, but like, if you're just coming, if you're just finding it naturally, it's kind of like, what the fuck was that?
1: Yeah, that's odd. I, I yeah. wish I hadn't missed that this time around. Yeah. Um, I don't remember that. Might be something that like I don't, I haven't seen in this game. Like I mm. may have always missed that, which yeah. is interesting. Yeah. Um. There's, there's a lot of like. I mean, that's something that I'm finding on this repeat, and then also in kind of doing research is like, there's a lot to this game I didn't know. Like mm-hmm. this is a, this is a ridiculously complicated game. Yeah. In some ways, it's like the equivalent. Like you take, you look at Western JRPGs for, you know, uh, breath of experience. Mm-hmm. You know, but there's a lot of hidden content in this. Like, not yep. so much maybe as like an Oblivion, but it's as far as JRPGs go. Like, this is, you know, has the most hidden content, the most yep. Easter eggs. I th- feel like we've seen up to this point.
0: Yeah, it, like the, the there is so much that's off the critical path in ways that like you would only be able to find accidentally,
1: right? Yep. yep, yep, yep. Um, so you find out after this, you do a little drill where you're trying. You just it's kind of like a parappa the rapa <laughs> kind of thing, except a little bit tougher um to impress Rufus and then depending on how well you do, um you get an item from yeah. from uh that again just like mini games glore.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh you sneak onto the boat. Yeah. Um which has some fun uh little physical comedy like Red Thirteen is dressed up as a sailor or a soldier. <laughs> yeah. And like walking around on his hind legs. <laughs> pretty funny. Yeah. And then you're worried that Bear is gonna lose his cool and blow your cover. Yeah. Because he's also, freaking out.
0: Also this establishes Yuffie's seasickness. Mm-hmm. Or motion sickness,
1: rather. I didn't. I didn't have her at this point, but I know yeah. that pays, that comes off. It doesn't pay off. Like, it's yeah, like a season. Yeah, it never pays off. But that's like, it... when, you, when you guys all get shrunk and go down into her inner ear <laughs> to like battle, like you know, nausea tour. <laughs> but <laughs> it does. It comes up later. It does Sometimes you say later. "pay off." What we mean, it just happens later. It happens again. You
0: know, nausea Oh man, uh, so so you're here. You know, you, you know that you know you're you're nipping at Sephiroth's heels, but you're mm-hmm. not quite sure how closely you're nipping at his heels until everybody on the boat dies.
1: Yeah, yeah, which could have been like a cool survival horror kind of moment, like you're mm-hmm. being stalked by a thing. Yeah, that's on there. You know, like that's how that's what it made me think of. Mm-hmm. Um, like anytime you're on, like, a, did you ever see uh, the movie Red Eye? Yeah. Oh God, I love that movie. Yeah, Red Eye is really cool, and it's yeah. about tear in a confined space mm-hmm. you know yeah um
0: oh, like the, the wow that's weird I, I, I haven't thought about that movie in forever and that was like like a first date that was really good. oh yeah yeah, that yeah, was, it's, that, that it's, was, yeah
1: it's an excellent movie it's probably a good date movie too because it's yeah. not
0: gory but it's
1: also yeah it's also
0: know? really suspenseful so she, she, yeah. she'll like grab your arm and stuff yeah yeah no. yep. okay so everybody listening <laughs> who's trying to get somebody to like them rent red eye or watch it on
1: netflix and she will grab yeah. your arm yep. <laughs> And then step two. <laughs> step three, she'll like you. Yeah. Um, yeah. the uh, so and you end up fighting a boss here. Um so uh, isn't it isn't there a little bit of dissonance that like Sephiroth has to kinda of hitch rides to get across places? Like are you getting that impression? A little bit, right, like he he has Genova. He can fly at will too. <laughs> yeah, like I think it's a little strange that he's even here. Yeah, you know, he's not here to kill President Rufus, right? Anything. So you know?
0: I, I think that it makes sense because, and this is getting into into a little bit of stuff, even though Sephiroth doesn't need physical conveyance to get places, he still needs to get Jenova to where he needs to get her. Mm-hmm. So like that makes just a little bit of sense, and he's here to protect the remains of Jenova.
1: Right, right, right. And you, this is your first boss encounter with Jenova, which is going right. to be kind of a chorus to the game. Right. Right, where you're gonna you fight you fight Genova birth. Right, um, this is the first instance of the like the serious uh, battle music, right? Like not that, but yeah, is not oh, there like yeah. another like a Genova theme for this? It's not the final Jenova theme.
0: It's not. Yeah, it's not the final one with like those awesome like high pitched uh, bell tones.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, but 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 there there is. I think there's a specific Genova theme for each fight that you have with her for each for each part of the life cycle.
1: I think that's true too. I might be wrong, Um, but I think so. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, she's a magic, like a really powerful magic user.
0: Yeah. And,
1: you know, horrifying monstrosity that is far
0: bigger than any of
1: you. Yeah. Yep, yeah, A big kind of organic pile. Yeah. Um, which you, uh, in a game in which you fight a lot of them. <laughs> um. <laughs> organic <Okay. laughs> pile. So you end up at Costa del Sol, which is a pretty funny place in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like this, uh, like it's a resort town, essentially. Like, if you want to, you can buy a cabana here. Yeah. And have a permanent inn. Never do that. <laughs> no, nope, because like, there's, there's another one shortly after this. Well, and there's no point to it. Well, like, yeah. You can also just stay at the inn for 100, you know, guilt. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of like a flavor bit.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, there's not too much to this.
0: You go down by the beach. Well, one of the NPCs, like, incongruously makes reference to a Cessna? Yeah. That's a brand name, right?
1: Uh, so it's a type of plane, like a single engine, like Cessna. Yeah, yeah, yeah But I, yeah, but I, I think that it's it's a company that makes Cessnas. Yeah, yeah, probably. Like, uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, I guess like if it's could someone say like a a bomber? I guess you can say like a B two bomber. Uh,
0: right? Cess- and this is going to
1: sound strange.
0: Uh, the Cessna Aircraft Company is an American general aviation
1: aircraft manufacturing corporation headquartered in Wichita, Kansas. I'm not. I'm not denying you. I'm just saying that like yeah, there I are don't. some. It might be a thing where it's a specific brand name. <laughs> That just kind of refers to a type of a plane.
0: Yes. As you're running like, around in the Shinra headquarters, you see people making reference to, oh, we need to Xerox that.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it might be that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, like just like shorthand for right. a type of plane. Um, you can also uh, grief some soccer kids. The kids are <laughs> kicking a soccer ball back and forth, and you can just stand there and just tap the button and just kick it and keep it away from them for as long as you like. Yeah, um, it's pretty fun. <laughs> I think that added about three hours to my play clock. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then uh, you go down to the beach. Hojo's chilling on the beach. Yeah. There's a lot of like all the bad guys take vacations yeah. in this game, which uh, it's not a de- it's not a detail that I dislike. No, no, but they work hard and they play hard. Like <laughs> yeah, everybody. Um,
2: never-
1: but, <laughs> but essentially like what I can't remember the story reason for you getting off here other than just that this is where the boat docks. Like do yeah, you it's do a anything
0: port. here? It's a port. Than, like you just they show up and
1: yeah, they tell you there's a little bit of a hint of what kind of monsters you're going to fight because they tell you to buy, take a buy a souvenir soft. Yeah. Which I love it when games when they talk about items that like you can buy everywhere like mm-hmm. i feel like there's another final fantasy that does this too where it's like why not try one of our high potions yeah. and, you know you have been buying high potions the entire entire game yeah but you do run into uh you know petrifying monsters yeah in the next area mount coral mm-hmm.
0: yeah which is an awesome like outdoor dungeon kind of feel i i, I like that a lot um, yeah you know just because yeah, yeah. you you get the sense they're going to a rail town something like that um mm-hmm. yeah it's it, it's it's wonderful flavor i like the music a lot too Mm. It's like this yep. peaceful nature music kind of thing,
1: and uh it's cool too because they they kind of they don't really do a gotcha moment with these things where you you kind of you fall off the tracks and then you can kind of like wave your arms to to get to where there is treasure <laughs> yeah. but you have enough opportunities good. to get it all like if you cannot not know what to do the first time because you're reading the instructions mm-hmm. do it the next time and still get everything right.
0: Yeah, I, I like that. And just kind of like this weird Looney Tunes physical logic, where flailing your arms will move your direction as you're in a free yeah. fall. <laughs>
1: yeah, which actually you can steer yourself when you're falling, but not flailing and, your.
0: F- yeah, not over the distance that you're falling in this. Yeah, which is and, yeah exactly. Like, and also, uh, you
1: would rip your arms out of your sockets when you're caught yourself. And <laughs> yeah. You know,
0: yeah. So, oh well. uh There's a neat little scene here. Like, if you go into a hidden area, you can find these uh, cute little baby chicks. Mm-hmm. Um And I had uh, Tifa and Eris with me. And they're like, no, don't bother them, blah, blah, blah. um If you t- if you take the treasure chest that they're guarding, you get like 10 Phoenix Downs, but you also get attacked by a cockatrice. And people mm-hmm. are angry with you. I think that it affects your relationship score. I yeah. always just leave it because I I don't want to affect the relationship score at all.
1: The, the cutest one, the cutest thing is if you have Barrett with you. during oh, yeah? this Because he turns into a huge, like, marshmallow. He just goes like, oh, babies, babies. <laughs> like, he just kind of, like, says that over and over. That's funny. Like, he's a, he's a huge softie about it. Yeah.
0: But, uh, yeah. yeah
1: Your relationship score we'll talk about uh, probably next episode, I guess it is. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so you get to uh, North Carol, Coral, um, and it is uh, a real, like, scum pit. It's like it's the south... <laughs> It's Essentially,
0: like I've been to several towns in Kentucky that are just like this.
1: Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> former, like former broken down mining town. Yeah, and uh, everybody hates Barrett. Like yep. someone walks up to him, and punches him right away. <laughs> like immediately,
0: <laughs> a little kid calls him a cocksucker. It's real weird.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um yeah. so it's a uh, you know you know something's there, and Barrett tells you it's his hometown, but then he runs off. Right, and uh, this is where you're getting his backstory, like pretty early in the game too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah. he's
0: the first character whose like entire plot fulfills itself.
1: Right? Yeah, yeah, and really early on, like when I said I didn't want to use him after this, it's because he doesn't have very much to do, and that's like totally true. Right, like you know, it, it all happens like right here, and the. Uh, so you're, you kind of walk around uh, learning about this. One thing that's interesting too is like, so Cole put this as a, as a theme in the game, and I would probably phrase it a little bit different, but I think this also plays into it. Um, so go ahead and, and state like your note here about that. Yeah. So we need a little bit more
0: like knowledge and information about other characters. Um, but, you know, specifically if you, if you look at, you know, Cloud, Sid, Barrett, probably, uh, you know, Red 13 as well. Um, you know, one of the main kind of personal themes of this game is failure, right? People who have, you know, let others down in the face of kind of this unrelenting force that either is Shinra or, you know, these other aspects, right? And with Barrett, you know, it really pays off. Like, he had this place, he was born, raised, loved, and over the course of his little, you know, plotlet here, it's revealed that, you know, he's kind of, you know, reviled specifically because his... You know, mistakes or his actions
1: led to the destruction of something that he loved. Kind of like he—he's unfairly beating himself up. Like we'll talk well, about well, that. Yeah, when comes yeah. Up. But but yeah like, he, like why isn't everybody else in the town fucking like yeah, killing themselves? Like yeah, tons so, of people voted for this thing. But yeah, well, well you know, I mean, it doesn't do, invalidate what you're saying. That's just how he perceives it. You yeah,
0: know? and in certain yeah. in certain places, it you know it pays off more than others. I mean, Clouds, you know, most specifically, and it's him beating himself up more. I think Sid is the one where it's kind of like, oh, there were things out of your control that just kind of like. If, you know, you could have gone through with it and then sacrificed greatly in order to get, you know, in order to get this thing you were looking for. But it just didn't end up being the case. Uh, yeah. But but like just, you know, so so much of the interesting personal texture of this comes from people thinking that, like, they have let themselves or others down.
1: Like the, the – I agree with that. I think that I would build on it and say that, like, tying into kind of the larger theme of identity. Yeah, yeah. The characters, like, when people – when they fail in this game, it is because an identity that they have chosen for themselves kind of fails to materialize or is mm-hmm. damaged, and it's about them rebuilding themselves. Right. So, like Barrett, who considered himself to be, you know, like considered what he was doing to be helping out this town. Right. Um, when it, that turns out to be wrong, he rebuilds himself like himself as a terrorist leader. Mm-hmm. Like you know, he posits something that is acceptable to his brain in the instead of that failure. Yeah. And, like, it's more – and the same thing, you know, when you look at, um, like, Sid, who is an interesting character because he hasn't put anything in that place. right? So, Sid is, like, a, like an example. Like, when you run into Sid and the game kind of gives him something to be, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, it, I, to me, like I, like, I think that you're right. Like, the failure is the impetus. And the kind of, like, what – the common thread between these people is that they are, you know – what they think they are is not what they are. Right. So they are creating something to be.
0: Yeah. So so I guess when I like the the, the, the implied unstated thing that I'm saying, but I very much believe it's not just about failure. It's about coping with failure, like how people right. interact with not living up to their own expectations.
1: Right. I, and I would say, like, I mean, I guess like I specifically, I think by kind of like rebuilding themselves. Right. I think that's the most common thing that pops up. Yeah. So there are a lot of people who have kind of like A's and B a and B sides to their lives. Mm hmm. In this game, that are uh, balancing on like a fulcrum of a specific event, mm-hmm. and it's like up until this point I was this, and now I am this, Right. you know, because uh, like, and that's really, you know, that's uh, like a through line through everybody, mm-hmm. just about everybody,
0: right? Yeah, so, so um, and 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 that's that's really cool, really personal. You know, the Final Fantasy itself is kind of crit- criticized for getting too big too quick. Um, Mm -hmm. and this game kind of has this weird thing and Gary, you're, you're, you're probably going to have something to say about this. Um, just because I'm making such a broad statement and it's going to be flawed. However, like it starts big. You start out wanting to save the planet or at least, you know, contributing to a cause to outright save the planet. But then for a good long while with a couple of exceptions with the ancients kind of stuff, it gets real small. And it, you know, kind of like looks at these personal struggles of these characters that you're following along with. And in this playthrough, that's the thing that stuck out most to me.
1: I don't know if I I would give it the same credit as, as, you know, being able to look at the ancient stuff as kind of like a side thing. Like, I think that you're right that the small stuff continues throughout the game, but the stakes and everything are oftentimes presented and the time you're just kind of chronological real estate mm-hmm. you're spending on the ancients and you're spending on the cetera. I don't think that yeah. ever takes a backseat in the game. Like I agree with you that the personal stuff, if you choose to focus on it, it's stronger. Yeah. And that's what spoke to me as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I think that the game is still positing, you know, this, the planet nonsense first and foremost, yeah. like more or less the entire time, at least that I've you know played through for this playthrough and in my memory. Hmm. You know, like uh, there's a little bit like like when Cloud falls in the life stream and everything and you have to kind of rebuild him, you know, rebuild his identity as like a, you know, sustainable but still damaged as opposed to, you know, invincible but fake yeah. kind of thing that he becomes. Like that's a little bit more personal, but it's still like is spending a lot of just the time you spend and the characters, what they're talking about. And the reason you're going from place to place is still really big yeah. and gets bigger. Like it does. I agree with you that starts big and then it gets bigger. Yeah. You know like but, the, it it starts off with like an environmental threat and then ends with literally like a space meteor, yeah, just going to destroy the earth, yeah. you know so
0: but but, 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 I think what I'm saying is that it narrows down for this kind of like really satisfying middle part where it does get small. And like the, like the like the those different kind of like ends where it explodes and kind of becomes this for for lack of a better word barbell of you know grandiosity um I, I think that that payoff uh generates a huge amount of goodwill for me, and it makes it so like you're right, it's a matter of what you focus on, but like I really enjoy the experience of focusing on these small things to, so, the, so to, do I. to, to, to the exception of these other things to the point where I'm willing to forgive them.
1: Like, so do I. I think that the big stuff is still a flaw in it. Like, I can, I have a nuanced enough appreciation of the thing to recognize a problem in it and still appreciate the things I appreciate. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I'm not... If if we're looking at it, whether it's, like, Mm pass-fail, the stuff that I like is enough to pass it, Mm -hmm. you know? But anybody going into this, or if I'm taking, like, a wide view of it critically, like, I can't not say that some of this planet stuff is dumb just because in another area of the game they do something neat. Like, they don't... There's no... It's not a sum; like they're not numbers, and we're trying to get towards a positive number. Mm-hmm. It's it's a line, and at one point you're dealing with uh, the ancients, and at another point you're dealing with this cool idea of like Barrett's backstory. Yeah, you know, like it's all happening. Like I guess I don't, I don't have a cancellation effect mm-hmm. on things. Like it's, you know, if I can I can really like something, and then in the end it makes me like the game or not like the game. Yeah, the bad stuff still happened. It still you know felt. Like hollow and dumb to me.
0: I thought we agreed that we were going to like this game, Gary. <laughs>
1: I do, <laughs> <God damn>. well, <laughs> I do right. like the game. I'm yeah, just saying that it's like, oh, no. I just, it's weird. It makes it reminds me. It makes me think, and I know this is not true of you, mm-hmm. but it makes me think that like it, you can't. You're not comfortable, like having that kind of cognitive dissonance mm-hmm. of being like, you know, this is a really cool thing. This other oh, thing yeah. happened was stupid. You know, like it's okay for both those things to be true. Oh, definitely. You know, they're, they're not contradictory.
0: Yeah, no, no, definitely. I, I, I just, I just think that, like, I've, I've come to a point in my kind of like weird lifetime of interaction with this particular piece of art, literature, whatever you would consider the, consider it to be. My, my, my lifetime interaction with this work to where I can, like, I, I have flipped around what is the primary plot and what is the secondary plot. Yeah. And, oh. and, 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 and again, that is like an extension of like, well, I, I, obviously I know that I have to equip added effect plus Chocobo because I'm going to paralyze everything. Like, right. l- like that. like that is just this weird metatextual effect of that. So right. I'm right, right. like, l- I'm only speaking to the people who have had exactly the amount of experience with this that I have had. So right. I've, I fully recognize that it's my stupid broken brain. That it's, is not, it's not this your stupid <laughs> broken brain. <laughs> like, even
1: if you're like, you can go into it new And Mm -hmm. know what's the better thing. Mm -hmm. You should also just be warned that you're going to waste a lot of time on, like, kind of a vague, new-agey, you know, uh, like, kind of macro plot. Mm -hmm. Like, you're going to spend a lot of time in it. Like, whether you choose to focus on one or the other, Mm -hmm. the end result is out of your, like, 40-hour play clock, you spent more time on one or the other. Yeah. You know, like, that's just kind of objectively true. So, like, yes, one of it's more powerful and interesting and stuff. And you can choose to look at that. And that's Mm -hmm. great. That's the right decision to make. You know, it just doesn't say anything about the macro stuff.
0: Yeah. I went into, so, so, again, I went into a fugue state whenever I played this.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so
0: so I, yeah. I, I, it's, it's hard for me to, like, look at the time that I spent critically.
1: Yeah. But it, yeah. it's still, it says something that, like, when you're trying to, when you go into a fugue state to get through the stuff that maybe is not as interesting to get to the interesting it's, it's stuff.
0: Not, it's, not it's not even that. It's not even that it was, like, just to get through it. I don't know.
1: Well, no, I guess that's not why you would go through the the fugue state. Like, I know that there are parts of this game where I'm like, you know, I get a little disengaged, mm-hmm. and I'm waiting for the next like interesting part mm-hmm. to come up. You know, yeah. I don't know. Like, I think the the stuff that it does that is what we're praising it for mm-hmm. is really noteworthy and great. Yeah, like I I agree with you there. Like, and if that's if that's what we're what we're saying, then I yeah. I 100 on board. And
0: and, and 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 I think that it is. I think that the, the 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 bone of contention is how much can we ignore the stuff that is bullshit.
1: Yeah, and I think that I think there's too much of it there to ignore. Right. Like I don't think it can be ignored or excused. It just mm-hmm. it is what it is. It's worth dealing with. Mm-hmm. Like it's well worth your time to go through it. I think. Yeah. But it's I think it, I feel like it's it's not it's not great. Right. You know, and it's not even that bad. Like I've played bigger, dumber, like fucking <laughs> yeah. like Indigo Prophecy. Like their big dumb <laughs> planet destroying stuff yeah. was way stupider. <laughs> yeah. Than the etc. So it's, like, it's not even even on that. Like, part of the reason why it seems dumb is because the, the tantalizing glimpses of the really interesting stuff is so mm-hmm. cool. Right. So it just feels a little bit more irksome to me, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I don't know. And then, like, when it plays into that, like, Final Fantasy games, like, get too big, you know, like, each one, and this, this happens in 9, too. Yeah. Um, not as much in 8, but, like, 9, where it's, like, the little personal stories – Mm-hmm. are so compelling, you know? And it's just, it's taking, it's like the random encounter of the story. <laughs> like, it's, it's distracting. Right. You know? Like, in Final Fantasy IX, when you start fighting whatever the fuck, the end of, like, the thing that is in Kuja, I can't even remember what it is.
0: It's like, it's like Necron or something. Yeah, like, whenever yeah.
1: that happens, like, God, you know, like, it's just like getting hit with a really annoying random encounter yeah. while I'm enjoying something. <laughs> well, you
0: know. it's like Final Fantasy IV is Star Wars up until Zemus shows up.
1: Right, right, yeah. right. And then that's and that's, you know, it's a little bit irritating. Like it's mm-hmm. okay to call those things out while still loving both those games. Mm-hmm. Which
0: know?
1: I do. Um, yeah, <laughs> I do. I do too, man. Like 4 4 through through 10 I think are relatively impeccable. Like those are great games.
0: Yeah. So I think the problem here is it sounds like we're arguing but we're not.
1: <laughs> right, right. I think it like it reminds me a little bit of that the WoFi thing where it's like I just I feel I like, and this is a personal thing, and I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that you don't feel this way. I'm Mm -hmm. not casting anything on you, but I feel it's really important to be uh, aware and capable of dissonance, like Mm -hmm. in yourself. Like it's really important to be like, "Yep, I enjoyed this thing. I didn't enjoy this thing. I think this. I also think the opposite sometimes." Like Mm -hmm. it's really, you know, for me to to operate as a human being, I have to allow myself the lenience to not be that consistent, right? I guess, and like it feels like that a little bit to me.
0: You know? Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I have, I have no rebuttal to that aside from it's just how you react to that, to, 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 to
1: knowing that that other thing is there. Yeah. Like yeah. knowing that you have this contradiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Again, I but, always
0: refer to it as my stupid broken brain. So I, know it's I, don't,
1: I, don't, I, mean, I don't think, I don't think it's broken. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, yeah. with that, with the opinion. It's just kind of like, especially too. like, I'm also trying to come into it more. I'm trying to think of it in terms both of like, My own personal feelings towards it, but also think of it objectively, which that could be a thing too, where it's like, if you just kind of not, and I'm not saying that's bad that you're not doing Mm -hmm. that if you're not, but I always, that's part of like the watch out for fireballs mission for me is to like, look back on things I love and be like, well, is this still like, what is, what is true about this thing outside of my experience and what is true within my experience?
0: Yeah, it's true. Both
1: are valid, Mm -hmm. but both I think are also important.
0: Yeah, you know, and whereas I just kind of focus on the experience, on the experience and whereas I am, I am absolutely willing to say that that thing is stupid. I, I, I would, I would much rather talk about. You know the 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 things that are that that are good in the experience, yeah. which it's weird for me to like come out as like an optimist in that regard because yeah. in general I am not. However, right. you know, the, like the, like most of this stuff is a product of enthusiasm, right. and you know there there are plenty of aspects of my life where I cannot work up enthusiasm. This is one where I can.
1: <laughs> right, and we can do both. Yes, you know, like we can we can talk about both the things that are that the positive kind of gushing things. Mm-hmm that have to do, that are experiential and some of them that are, I guess like what part of my reason for looking at objectively is I want to find the things that are like, have nothing to do with my nostalgia or nothing to do mm-hmm. with my own experience that are just like, you know, straight up neat, mm-hmm. you know, and this game has plenty of that, like is right. like, there's like, but any way you cut it, there are things this game does that are just awesome mm-hmm. you know, and that's like what I'm, that's the goal that like I'm trying to like sift out, right? you know, and that's my kind of my goal in looking at the game both from a nostalgic lens and a a critical one.
0: And that's why there are two people on this podcast.
1: Yeah. Otherwise it would be a weird show. It would just be cool <laughs> reading his notes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Which I could probably fill up this amount of time
0: with the notes, but <laughs> I do edit them. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> let's let, let's move on. Incongruously. Uh, you, yeah. uh, you you hop on a tram to Cloud City.
1: Yeah, like the the Golden Saucer, which is like the amusement park, goofy amusement park of this game. Like it's so weird that this luxury area is only accessible by going through like the shittiest slums. <laughs> it's like r- the like garbagey like coal town, you know, in order <laughs> to get to like you know like place where like millionaires are blowing all their money on Chocobo races. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's so, and it's like the only way to get there. You can get there by airship. They show airships showing up. Right. But you only ever see, like, one airship in the game, so, um, I think. And that's the one you end up getting. You have the biggest one. There we go. Yeah. I would would gladly rent a small one to get here and not have to go (laughs) through a a coral (laughs) when I have to come back. Sure. Um, the, uh, yeah, so this is, a, like, an interesting area, like, and, and it's, like, several times when the characters are like, let's have fun for a little bit, mm-hmm. which happens. Like, the characters, the same way the bad guys take vacations, the good guys encourage you to take breaks and kind of chill out in your quest, too. And it feels better than it does at the Honeybee Inn, when, like, someone is, like, <laughs> literally, like, moments away from non-consensual penetration. And, like, here, you know, it's like, okay, let's, you know, let's, we have to explore it anyway. We might as well, like, play some skee-ball, right. you know, while we do it.
0: Yeah, It's this weird... Casino-slash-arcade-slash-horse-racing ring.
1: Yeah, it's, it's everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, you, so you kind of find out, like, you can go to the arcade and play some games here. The games that are unlocked right now are not the most fun ones, by which I mean they're, it's not the snowboarding one, <laughs> um, which is my favorite. Yeah. Uh, but the, uh, you can go play some games, and, it, you know, it's it's got crusty crusty dollars here where it's like, it's yeah. like regular money except more fun. So it's GP, um, which
0: is the currency from every Final Fantasy previous yeah, to this. Yeah, kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, you, you can go earn some crusty bucks. The storyline things that happen here are uh, essentially that you know Sephiroth is walking around, um, asking about something called the Black Materia. Which right. you find out from from Dio, who is a real Chouiniki <laughs> guy walking around again, like just a muscle man.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: and you find out that Sephiroth has a tattoo that's number one. If you were astute and did some like real exploration stuff earlier on, you found other people with tattoos, right? As well, numbered tattoos, and they start
0: popping a- up in a big way
1: later. Yeah, which is which is important. Um, you also run into, it's like Kate Shee, I think is how you're supposed to pronounce it.
0: Yeah, Kate, Kate Shee, um, just because it is a reference to Scottish myth. However, I always pronounce it Kate Sith.
1: Yeah, because that's how it's spelled. Yeah, And you, you <laughs> played it when you were young, and that's how I did it too. Um, Kate Sith is my least favorite character in the game. Yeah, there's probably.
0: nothing there. He
1: becomes super plot important later but yeah but he he does a lot to piss you off yeah um, in the game and a lot to kind of like ruin a good fortune i do like though when he decides to join you he literally like just walks into you to join your party yeah. and cloud tenses up like like oh god it, like yeah. it hurts to like have your party joined like it's almost like it's a physical thing that <laughs> happens to you yeah. You know, like, someone can join your party against your will the same way, like, a ghost walks through a person and, like, freaks, you know, <laughs> paralyzes
0: them. A, g- a ghost walks through a person trying to get away from a Mako reactor.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, like, it's, it's exactly. Right. It doesn't like, want to be like,
0: turned into Blender Power.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, pre- pretty funny, but he's a shitty character. Yeah. And, not a big fan. and he sucks in battle, too. Like, his only saving grace is he has tons of HP. Yeah. So, um, he's, but, he's a tank,
0: but his limit breaks are super unpredictable. Like, yeah. Like, he, he starts off with a dice. Which just does a random amount of damage, yeah. um, and then he has this slot machine, which can either uh, lose the battle immediately or win the battle immediately, and then like these random shitty things in between.
1: Yeah, like similar to Setzer, um, yeah. but like a little bit worse, and less yeah. like kind of uh, functionality outside of that. It, like you're playing him if you like his design and his goofiness, yeah. but he's like the queen. Of, you know, the there's always one of these. Yeah, and- except in eight.
0: So. I did. I dig the concept that it is a robot Moogle who is being piloted by a cat with a megaphone, like yeah, who is being piloted neat.
1: by a Turk. <laughs>
0: yeah. like you know, that's pretty. Neat. He's not. He's not a Turk. He's an executive.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha.
0: It, it um, is a minor distinction. So I feel shitty yeah. for correcting you. However, uh-huh.
1: yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So that you run to him, yep. and then uh, eventually you end up at the the battle square, and there's been a massacre. Yeah, again. Yep. yep so there's blood everywhere. That
0: is usually the MO of Sephiroth, however, it turns out not to be the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dio yep. decides to again conveniently place trap doors. Dio just drops you through the battle arena <laughs> floor into into prison land.
1: yeah, so they took their like Las Vegas and built it on top of like a prison. yeah, you know it's again again, like the location of the golden saucer makes no sense.
0: yeah well, I like the idea that this place is powered by slave labor. Well, I don't oh. like slave labor, but just, you know, <laughs> just kind of like, okay, miscreants and whatever, we're going to put you down here in order to break bricks and then also, you know, raise chocobos for our amusement.
1: Yeah, but I mean, power of Mako. Like, it, like, it, like everything is done by Mako. Like, it be, makes it weird for it to be a slave. Well, you know, just county. like
0: in, 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 in a world without scarcity, you still need an underclass and this establishes yeah. that you know yeah. like like rich people still need to feel better than other people so yeah you're gonna do that yeah. you're gonna make up crimes for them to be sentenced to and then you're gonna you know make them dance for you
1: yeah yeah sure like i mean i can see more of that <laughs> if there was like a battle arena where like people were like a gladiatorial arena or something like that there's more if the game made direct ties to the poor being utilized true for uh golden saucers which would be fine i would take a pokemon mini game of like choosing you know, poor, of choosing poor prisoners. people to fight for you yep <laughs> in golden saucer um,
0: <laughs> knuckles uses brass knuckles it's super effective
1: <laughs> I'm like I choose you worm um, yeah Yeah. so uh, yeah and then so there are bandits everywhere and uh, this is where you get the actual like backstory of Barrett
0: right right so this is the actual place that was Coral Mm-hmm. Right, um, and then you know once so, so so the idea is that they put a pilot you know Mako reactor here. Barrett was one of the people along with Dine who let it in, just kind of mm-hmm. like, hey, this will make life better. We've been subsisting on coal mining for you know for forever, but uh, you know that's the way of the past. We're going to you know like this town is going to wither up and die. if We don't embrace this new kind of thing. Um, there look, was no ex-
1: good. Dine was against it. Oh yeah, you're right. And and Barrett and Barrett argued for it. However, I never got the impression that he was anything more than an advocate for it. You yeah, know, like I it's suppose. weird that he takes so much guilt and Dine takes so much guilt when it yeah. like, seemed like there's no thing that like it was his call. Right. He was just like arguing for it. Yeah, so and other I, I, I think mean, it was important too. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: so so yeah, it's just the rationale, like and it was just down to like a council vote kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But um, there's an unexplained explosion at the micro reactor, which could have just been an accident. But Shinra chucked out the terrorism. So uh, Scarlet came in and decided to kind of like lead this, you know, cleansing strike against the town, um, mm-hmm. which both Barrett and Dine were kind of, uh, um, you know, victims of um, in addition to the entire town, which was just basically blown up.
1: Right. Right. And again, like that's. The fact that they thought it was... So when I talk about that identity as a theme thing, like, it's important that they thought it was terrorists because what does Barrett do when, like, what he thought he was doesn't work out? Right. He goes and becomes what they thought he was. Right. You know? Um, that's, you know, not insignificant. And then, like, so Barrett is... this kind of all uh, culminates in Barrett holding on to Dine's arm. Yeah. And both their hands getting shot. Yeah. So and it's, it's dropping Barrett's...
0: And Barrett's right hand, Dine's left hand.
1: Yep. Yep, yep. And that's how Barrett got his super gun arm. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, yeah, that's how Dine got his super gun arm yep. they, because they both got surgery at the same place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. <laughs> that that is a literal plot point. I'm not being dumb. No, no, it's <laughs> yeah.
1: These uh, come in two packs. Do you guys want <laughs> with-
0: to? Oh man, so so Dine is uh, you know Dine is here. You, you show up down at the at the Coral Prison. Uh, Barry kind of explains all this to you, and Dine is still alive. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, much to bear its chagrin. So you go seek him out. Um, you can accidentally wander into the into the desert, which you know leads sucks. to you. Yeah, it sucks. You have to walk for like five or six uh, uh, screens before a chocobo um, will you know carriage will pick you up and take you back to town. However, if you don't walk without rhythm, you'll attract the worm. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. yep. Yep, yep, Yeah. Yep. Um- yeah, can you, you can never walk out of the desert, right? No, like you no. you turn down the chocobo? You can't. Okay, I didn't no, think so. No, no,
0: just, you just keep walking until the chocobo shows back up again. So it's, it's, it's real dumb. Uh, the, 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 the road that leads to Dine is almost indistinguishable from the road that leads to the desert. So yeah. even though I knew this, I ended up walking into the, into the desert twice. Yeah, And needing to reload and rewatch all of those. Uh, yeah,
1: that sucks. <sighs>
0: yeah, that really sucks.
1: Yep. Um, so eventually you find Dine. And there's a part we missed miss where, like, People had been shot, and we thought people thought it was maybe Barrett, oh, because yeah, of the gun yeah, arm, yeah. you know. So this and this is where you learn that there's another person, with the gun arm. So oh yeah, of course it's not Barrett. Barrett's a good guy,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and you do kind of a boss fight one on one with Barrett versus Dine. Mm-hmm. Um, Dine thinks that Marlene is dead. Right. And he is Marlene's biological father, father, yeah, which explains why you know Marlene is white and Barrett is not. Right. Um, and yeah. uh, he and he says eventually, like he cannot take that this is what he's become in a world with, with Marlene being alive. right? Like You get the sense, like, there's a lot of things that are, this will happen in movies where somebody, like, will do something all for for somebody and then find out that that thing is false. hmm You know, and then that's, like, it breaks their brain. Yeah. Specifically, like, the ending of The Mist, which I talk about a lot. Yeah. But uh, that's that's our, you know, that's what happens at Dine, mm-hmm. to dying essentially. hmm And the, uh, the way he breaks is he wants to kill her and take her to her mommy. Mm-hmm. Itch. yeah
0: well he's he's like made two graves you notice that in the background right yeah there, there, there are two graves there so he's already yep. buried her in his mind and thinking i've become this terrible person
1: for her sake for nothing yep. right yep and that's not compatible with that that's not acceptable for his reality yep. yeah yep um so then so after you fight him you know you find out that it's not uh it's not barrett and you have to do a chocobo race to uh, to get out and kind of kind of goofy yeah. um, what is the name of the lady who trains you Oh like Esther terror mask Mick scary face No like, no, no.
0: <laughs> Esther it's Esther
1: Yeah Esther who like essentially like looks like she's wearing like a you know like a like that whatever that I haven't watched it but like the Sniper, like, enforcer from Boardwalk Empire. <laughs> like, looks like she's just wearing, like, a scary mask. Like, I, I, her face does not look like a human face to so, me. So, I
0: get the sense that she's, like, an overly elaborately garbed, like, casino waitress, you know, kind, kind hmm. of kind of person. Just kind of like, it's this weird headpiece slash costume kind of thing. So, she's an official from, you know, from, from the Gold Saucer acting on their behalf. Yeah. Um, and she is sweet on you.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep. And teaches you how to race chocobos, which, again, like, if you want to do this later, you can. Right. Um, a lot. And, uh, yeah. And if mm-hmm. you, if you win the race and she kind of rigs it in your favor, she gives you an you, awesome
0: chocobo <laughs> compared yeah, to what she it, can and get later. And if you lose,
1: she gives you a better one. Right. Like, and that yeah. kind of keeps happening until you can't really lose. Right. Um, yeah. And then if, once you, then you get out and then that's probably, that's where we're going to stop things for this episode. Yeah. Cause it's been incredibly long so far. <laughs> yep. 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 Yeah. It, can you imagine if we had decided not to do that?
0: Oh man. Wow.
1: So, yeah. It's a lot. We have a lot more in yeah. and that sound of course means that it is time to do some kickstarter shout outs
0: yes people who backed our kickstarter to do a live show at the portland retro gaming expo or games expo rather um, mm-hmm. uh, donated uh above a certain level very
1: yeah, like five bucks
0: uh yeah so we're going to uh say your names or the names that you opted to say, and uh we have a star studded cast this time
1: uh that is correct, and starting us off is uh riff Connor of the uh, video games hot dog podcast yes. podcast
0: pot yes pod, pod, the, 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 he's not Doug Benson so it is not a yeah, podcast.
1: it is not a podcast I hate Doug Benson I know have we talked about that
0: okay yeah we, we, we we've we've <laughs> talked about it i share i share your opinion so yeah, that guy's-
1: Son of a bitch.
0: But Riff is awesome. It's official.
1: We're we're beefing. Um, Yeah, Riff is
0: great. (laughs) I like the idea of starting unreciprocated beef. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just like, look, Benson. Um, Anytime, anywhere. I'm I'm sure he's a perfectly nice guy. Yeah. yeah. I just think all of his output is worthless.
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oh, man. But you know who's not worthless? Riff Connor. uh, And also. And also Very. There we go. Macaveri. Yeah. 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 Devious.
1: <laughs> yeah, this villain. This this clan in, in bloodlines. Um, <laughs> like the founder of the Macaveri clan. I love that
0: I love that this uh, section is slowly descending into make fun of people's names.
1: There's not there's not much else to go on. Yeah, uh, true. With that. It's you know, in the in the section. We could just read the list robotically. Yeah, that'd but be, that's that'd be no fun. We're here to add value. Yeah, that's that's no fun. Um, next up is uh, Mike Niehaus or yeah. Nihouse. Um, you know, a long time fan. Yeah. Very active supporter. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. Active on Facebook. Yeah. So then there's Chris Ivy. Mm hmm.
0: Also a nice dude.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, next we got triple E, uh, presumably not the professional wrestler. Also presumably not the lead singer of the Eels. Yes. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Um, yeah. And it's not spelled out or anything either. It's triple E. So thank E, (laughs) E, E,
0: E. And, and their cousin Larry um, yes <laughs> how do you like that Naked night reference high yeah, five
1: yeah like <laughs> I, I got it it was it was right on that edge of like I get it but I don't really you know uh, I, it was right on the edge between understanding it and not thinking it's funny <laughs> <laughs> where those two circles collide, yeah. I'll be there. <laughs> the golf, wherever the, where, the, the Ross trenches. Yeah, wherever
0: a mother is ignorant of what to feed her child, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> the Ross trenches. <laughs> can, can, we, can I get that emblazoned on a beer
1: cozy? I want you to get a tattoo. We're <laughs> getting you drunk in Portland. Yeah, get you drunk. Cole's gonna if... get like a chrono Cross tra- tattoo, and <laughs> the next day just. Gonna, I, I'm on the record as saying I like this game. However, should not have gotten me drunk. And should
0: not have gotten me drunk and gotten the complete map of the Chronopolis. Yeah, <laughs> put on my back or on it's my chest full upside. Ca- full character select. Oh, oh no! <laughs> be You're like gonna that, be A circus freak. Yeah, be like that guy in Ripley's who has the puzzle pieces all yep. tattooed over him. It's yep, yep. goldfish. Um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know who doesn't eat goldfish is Amy Holbrook. Presumably, Presumably. Uh, you know. You know what? Maybe on a dare. Who knows? Amy Holbrook, wonderful yeah. fan, Amy Holbrook, love you.
1: Yeah, I like Amy a lot. Uh, yeah. Amy, me and Amy are Facebook, but we we were Facebook buddies through the show. Mm-hmm. Now we're actual Facebook buddies, so I get to see all of, like we're we're Facebook friends. Yeah, and uh, you know she has funny, smart stuff to say. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Yes. Um, further, like in the amazing uh, parade of names of people who like our show, is uh, Jeffrey Vandergoot, um, which is an amazing name. Yes. Um, yeah.
0: There's not much more to say about that. It seems to like he, he would have like property or uh, you know some kind of oil. It seems like yeah. he would be very invested in commodities.
1: The New Hampshire Vandergoots. Yes. Yep. And the Parade of Stars
0: keeps on coming with that adorable little scamp, Zachy Poo Johnson, uh, also a video games hot dog, and a guest on uh, Bonfires at Chat, back towards yep, the please. beginning.
1: Yeah, but uh, Zachy Poo is not an affectionate nickname. It's actually his middle name. Yeah. Very um, interesting. E-Poo. Yeah. <laughs> Your source for online poo. <laughs> <But yeah. laughs> He's a big, big fan of Earthbound. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, next up is Alex Ray. Um, uh, Alex Ray, thank you very much. Yes. Very cool name. Like a, like a late 70s punk band. Yeah. Name. Like you'd be like the backup guitarist in X. Yes.
0: <laughs> in X?
1: Yeah. <laughs> the actually, band X? The seminal LA punk band. Ah, okay. Yeah, man. Educate
0: yourself. Yeah, sorry. No, I'm. I'm. Not, you know, my 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 punk vocabulary is very limited. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you've tested. Yeah. You tested me.
1: I'm, I've always thought that about you.
0: Yeah. Like, just put me, <laughs> submerge me in a vat of liquid with like <laughs> electrodes on me and ask me questions about Black Flag.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, and finally, we have Slade Ida Ataro. Awesome name. Yes. As well. Gosh. You all, yep. you're the best.
1: Yeah, no, way, way better than our names.
0: Yeah, no, we suck. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I sound. My name is the name they use, like alternative comedy. Comedy uses when they just need someone to have a funny name when they come in. Mm. Like they're just like, oh, it's Gary. You know, it's like the <laughs> it's Fallout. G- they do it. Like my name itself is is like a punchline.
0: Mm. Like know? like that? Just any of those airy names? Larry, you know, Larry. Yeah, Barry. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's tough. You get you got stuck oh. with you got stuck with some rotten phoneme, phonemes.
1: Yeah. Yep. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I've always thought so.
0: Yeah. My name's too. Someone's short. been
1: talking to my therapist. <laughs> Sorry, you got yeah. stuck. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you
0: know, yeah. Mon- mono, monosyllabic.
1: Yeah. That but you're you're more likely to have success in life with
0: a monosyllable name. Not true. Also, all three of my names are first names. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. But what's your middle name again? Andrew. Andrew, makes sense.
0: Don't steal my identity, please.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Need more than that. I I
0: suppose. Uh,
1: Anywho, thanks everybody for supporting the show. And now back to the episode. So, yeah, so as we said, we're just going to do a brief admin thing. We're not doing uh, responses or anything. We're not doing an extra show. Next week is just going to be another regular episode of the show, Mm -hmm. followed by another one. So you still have plenty of time to tell us what you think about Final Fantasy VII on whole. Don't worry about telling us, like, disc one, disc two, beginning, ending. Just tell us what you think. Uh, Going to duckfeed.tv forward slash contact.
0: And then selecting watch out for fireballs from the drop-down menu.
1: Yep. In addition, iTunes reviews, ratings, um, et cetera. Yep. Um, listen to our other shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are The Pitch, Those Damn Ross Kids, Abject Suffering, Bonfireside Chat, uh, The Level, Dead Idea Valhalla and then whatever the the, I don't want to announce it in case it takes me longer to finish but whatever my next show is yeah listen to all those yep and
0: uh, you know just in order to kind of like say something about the tip jar link uh, we're coming up upon like back to school season uh, here Um, if you're going to be buying any books for college or whatever I would recommend you go to duckfee.tv slash tip jar use our Amazon link and then buy whatever whatever you're going to do there it doesn't cost you anything extra and uh, that goes uh, a portion of that goes to help cover like you know hosting costs and website costs and everything so that is uh
1: that is a thing you can do as well the audible link not true um also lots of things you can do yep to uh to help us out we have some stuff selling uh for sale if you didn't get in on it with the kickstarter you can buy um the first episode of waft tracks yes which is up now Um, which is really good yeah i really like it um it it is it is wanky it is very inside baseball but if you like the baseball this is your way to get inside Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) yeah um Yeah, do we have anything else, Admini, that's... I I think we should let the nice people go. Yeah, we'll let you go. Um, Imagine, you know, two more long episodes week after week, uh, probably about this length. It might be a little bit quicker because we won't have as many generalities. I promise we won't repeat that, you know, whether it's important to look at the (laughs) downside of Final Fantasy VII argument every episode. (laughs) I promise. Um, Anyway, um, until next time, um, praise the sun. Watch out for Faraga. Oh yeah, watch out for (laughs) Fraga.
0: should also make a note that uh we're like this is just up through disc one
1: uh up through yeah. when we
0: find out that the slut's name is rosebud
1: right yeah <clears throat> the way you just said sled really made it sound like you said slut i know <laughs> you wouldn't have done that but <laughs> it really just i was like I, for a moment i was just kind of like just found out that the slut's name is rose <laughs> nope. like it's just it, it was a really confusing like series of syllables there for a moment Sorry. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's the way you
0: talk about women now
1: yeah, it's like some Citizen Kane fucking like <laughs> online erotic fiction.
0: Like, <laughs> it's, an er- it's an erotic Citizen Kane. Choose your own adventure.
1: There we go. Let's do it. Rosebud. <laughs> what about Rosebud? Well, her quivering quim had fallen off. <laughs> Jesus, no! <laughs> Let's pull the ripcord on that. <laughs> uh,
0: so anyway.